Yes. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Happiest of New Year's to you. Happy New Year! How old are you? <laughs> I mean, Happy New Year. We made it another year. <laughs> Why? <laughs> God help us all! <sighs> because we want to. Please, Lord, take me. Take me now. The people we're talking about weren't so lucky. Yeah. Yeah, so in this special episode, we are going to be paying tribute to the fallen stars of 2021. This is the Death and Entertainment in Memoriam 2021. The R.I.P. episode. Yeah, rest in peace. Entertainment heads, die heads. And there were a lot of big names. A lot year. of big names. Oh yeah, I mean we say that every year, but Wait, like this who? year felt particularly. Oh, I'm a little distracted by that. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Didn't know they were going to start. Cut singing the on music. Us. Cut the music. <laughs> yeah, we... Cut it. <laughs> it's cut. We okay. had our fun. Yeah, that was it. That was 2022, baby. Yeah. But before we can go into 2022 fully, we must look back. To start things off, I'm Kyle Plouffe. I'm Mark Mulcairn. And I'm Alejandro Dowling. And we're saluting the people who died this year. Yes. We have a very long list of these unfortunate souls that passed uh, in the in the 12 months of 2021 that we're going to go through. And we're going to kind of give some details about what they meant to us or what they meant to you know the American entertainment landscape if you will. Do we have a first one? We sure do. Okay, who's the first one we have here? First one of 2021. She uh, lived from October 15th, 1955 to January 4th, 2021. This is Tanya Roberts. Tanya Roberts. She was a Bond girl in 1985's A View to Kill. It's actually A View to a Kill. Oh, okay. Our first correction of the episode right there, guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Alejandra swooping in for the correction. (laughs) I blame this journalist <laughs> for screwing me over here. Journalist, very loosely, you're using yeah. that word. Yeah, look at look at the poster. A view to a kill. That yeah. it's that's a little clunky. A view yeah. to kill is a better one, but how could you kill a view? No, when I was growing up, I was. <laughs> I thought you were saying the article's clunky, yeah. but you're saying the original title was a be... view to a kill. That's a little a overkill. Well, Bond is not known. You know, they they have their own language. When yeah, I was true. growing up, I was a big Bond fan, and I always thought it was a view to kill. Yeah. And when I was an adult, suddenly I noticed the a in the title. It's and the I Mandela was effect, com- man. Completely shocked. Yeah, I really was. <laughs> Wait, who was the Bond in that one? Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Okay. And you know who the villain is? Who? Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh, wow, I was going to say wow. Robert Wagner. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. She drowned. <laughs> I drowned the Bond girl. <laughs> she's she's no longer with us. I don't know what happened. <laughs> she's got she's gone. Yeah, he had a view to a kill in 1981, yeah. as our listeners know. Never get a between a, a Bond and his girl. I saw nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who else we got? Well, no, we're not done with her. Tanya Roberts, uh, she was also... <laughs> we're going back to Tanya. Yeah. Tanya was also uh, Midge in that 70s show. She was the neighbor. To the Afro guy. Yes. Can't think of his character's name right now. 
But oh my God. very funny. They were a comic relief that came in and uh, said some stupid stuff. Yeah. I never watched that show. Oh, it was a great show. Okay. That 80s show was a spinoff that just died. Wait, who who was big that Why was even in that? Bring that? Oh, you know who's in that? Uh, uh, Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Was oh, that's that. right. I he was one of the yeah, main characters. Yeah, yeah before, uh, before any of Philadelphia fame. Yeah. Um, the one thing about Tanya that's... Um, we'll see multiple times this year is that she actually died on January 4th, which is one day after her publicist mistakenly announced her death prematurely. A lot of that has happened this year. This year. Yeah. It's happened numerous times. They're like, ah, yeah, this person is dead. Rest in peace. And they're like, no, 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 not yet. And then like 12 hours later, okay, they're dead now. (laughs) It's just bad reporting. People are overexcited. Yeah. Like they want to be the first person to say someone died. That's such a weird yes, thing. They're called the carry-ons of death. Oh. The people that can't wait to oh, there tell you who died. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear who died? Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget my buddy called me up a few years ago and he said, Did you hear about Philip Seymour Hoffman? It yeah. was the day it happened, and yeah. I hadn't heard yet. So I was Oof. like, oh, no. I'm like, what happened? He's like, oh, my God. And he was so excited that yeah. he couldn't People contain love, himself. People love, like, I, I have aunts like that, like, did you hear about her? I go, what? She goes, she died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought there was some good news coming or something. So many Massachusetts aunts that yeah. can't wait to tell you someone's dead. Did you hear dead. who died? <laughs> Your father. (laughs) (laughs) I remember I had an aunt was telling someone about like, you know, some distant cousin or something. Did you hear about Jenny? We're like, oh, yeah. How's she doing? What's going on? She has full blown AIDS. She like as oh if like God. in a dip up, it was like something <laughs> nice she was saying. Like full blown. Like, yeah, she got a full bright scholarship. No, full blown AIDS. God. Are we skipping that one or oh, are we Who's skipping that? DZD? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Oh, who is DZD? He was on ER. Oh, forget it. Um <laughs> All right, it? next we have Marion Ramsey. January seventh, twenty twenty one. Wait, she was in police academy. Yeah. A Steve Gutenberg vehicle. Yeah. The Goots. <laughs> <laughs> if you can even picture it, he was a huge box office attraction throughout the eighties. That's crazy. Because he did three men and a baby and he had police academy. He was in a lot of things that made a lot of money. Yeah. Bobcat well, Goldthwaite came out of those movies too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that character is so over the top. It's so discomforting. What a persona to have. (laughs) And Seinfeld just trashed him publicly on Comedians and Cars. Oh, yeah, he said he hates that guy. I hate that guy. (laughs) I didn't know. I thought he was talking about uh, Andy um, Kindler. I didn't know he was talking about uh, Bobcat Goldwyn. But Kindler doesn't really have that kind of affected voice. No. No. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Wait a second. We did miss Deezer D, and I want to actually hit on Deezer D because okay. I'm a huge ER fan, and I loved him on that show. Really? Oh, we are shocked. Me and Kyle wow. were ready to skip Deezer D. Jaws yeah. are on the floor here. Oh, wait. I, uh, tell us about Deezer D, Mark. Deezer D. Deezer D. Did I say Deezy? Yeah. I'm thinking of Easy e <laughs> <laughs> He played a nurse called uh, Malik McGrath on medical drama ER, and he was uh, great on the show. He was, uh, wow. I guess he died of a heart attack. He also died on January 7th. How old was he? Only 55. Wow. Yeah. You always That's wonder. Young, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting around that age. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <people died of. laughs> um, who's next here? Uh, Michael Apted, uh, who directed the famed Up 
docuseries, not the movie. Yeah. Up. Which who who said they had a problem with the movie Up? Alejandro. Oh, no, I said didn't I didn't make him cry. Un, I was a little nonplussed by it. Unmoved by a cartoon character's death. Yeah, and a, a nice, kind, elderly uh, cartoon gentleman. But not enough for Alejandro to get to get moved emotionally. Yeah, but he loves movies from the '30s where they're like, "Hey, see." <laughs> <laughs> we'll get yeah. you, see? I don't know him from Adam, see? Hey, copper! <laughs> <laughs> We're, uh, end, what was that? The, the E word? <laughs> oh, in flagrante? Oh, I caught him in flagrante, you see? see? <laughs> Two guys in flagrante, one hotel room, you see? <laughs> Two guys, one hotel room, one in flagrante. <laughs> to go. Um, so yeah, this guy's a British guy who. Um, directed many things, including the James Bond film The World Is Not Enough. He directed Nell. He went back and forth between big Hollywood movies and documentaries and smaller films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Up series is a masterpiece that will never be matched. It's. I don't know anything about it. I don't even know what it is. You guys are kidding. Did me. you just Google that? What? The, the Up series? I am a fan of the Up series. You are? Wow. You think I'm just making that up? <laughs> no, no. I it follows 14 British you? children ages 7 to 63. Oh, wow. So it just kept going throughout the years. Yeah, it started in 1964. Oh. And then they followed the same group of kids every seven years after that. There was a new documentary. Oh, wow. So in 1991, it was 35 up. In 2012, it was 56 up, and it's the same group they've been following since the 60s. I may have seen that in school, actually. It's like that movie, um, the guy who did Scanner Darkly. What's that guy's name? Philip K. Dick. No, not Philip K. Dick. That's the writer. That's the writer, yeah. Uh, the guy that did it, he, he watched uh, a kid age over like 30. Boyhood. Boyhood. Oh, boyhood. Yeah, Richard yeah, yeah. Linklater. Yeah, Richard Linklater. Yeah, that was kind of like that. That's cool, though. I got to watch that. In 1964, Granada Television brought together a group of seven-year-olds. When I grow up, I want to be an astronaut. We have followed their lives every seven years. I don't want to keep still. It's life, you know. Don't wait for nobody. They talked about their dreams. If I could have two girls and two boys. Their ambitions. I'd quite like to get into politics. And their fears for the future. Life is what happens while you're waiting for something else. It's a picture of how any person, how they change. Give me a child until he is seven, and I will give you the man. And he finished 63 up in 2019, and sadly, that's the last word on it. So he was only 14 years older than those people. Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, it's highly recommended. Yeah. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Uh, John Riley dies soon after. He was a soap star. It's not every day that you get to see the actual reason that a more famous actor can't use their real name without an initial in the middle. 
John C. Riley couldn't use John Riley because this guy was in the guild. In no relation. Yeah. John Riley. Like, has anyone ever seen Sam Jackson? No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, now we get to see Paul John Thomas Riley. Anderson because it was another Paul Anderson. Oh. Michael Fox. Mr. Anderson. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. That's right. Um, and who was that? Oh, yeah, uh, David Carradine. His name, real name was John Carradine, but his dad was uh, an actor. Right. So this John Riley was, uh, yeah, soap star. He appeared in Passions, Sunset Beach, Beverly Hills 90210, Great and show. Dallas. Yeah. Working actor. So my Nana probably loved him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she loved her stories. Yeah, my aunt was a huge General Hospital fan, too. Um, the same one that loves to tell you when people died. You wouldn't believe oh, you died. Okay, so she's watching her stories. She's and watching her soaps. She has the phone by her side in case anyone dies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and she was the same aunt that'd be like, go out in the yard. I got to watch my soaps. <laughs> she's trying to get rid of you. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. I can't imagine why she wouldn't want you in the room hey. talking her ear off. <laughs> yeah, fucking up her house and shit. <laughs> get out of here. I'm hungry, Nana. <laughs> get out. I haven't eaten in weeks. <laughs> Get out. That's John, your problem. Yeah. John Riley's on the TV. Yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> Eat with you kill outside. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. Angie Jakush. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Sure. But I, I might not be. We all know Angie Jakush. She was a former Survivor <laughs> contestant. Yeah. Survivor, I, I have no idea. I have a good friend that's in the Survivor oh, uh, universe. Oh, the Survivor-verse. Survivor-verse, oh. if you will. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She uh, was from the 2005 season. Uh, My same aunt that loves General Hospital. She loves Survivor. Survivor's oh. like her number one Ask show. Ask her about my friend, uh, David Wright, who's a I big will. Survivor guy, and he came in like third, almost winning, three years ago, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he's a magician, too, right? He's into magicians. Oh, okay. He's into it. Yeah, I'll let you <laughs> let him explain that to you. I don't even know. Anything. I don't know what's going on with that. I feel like we need your aunt here to talk about. Oh, if we called her, names. it would be one of the most hysterical yeah, episodes let, ever. Let's dial her. She's in. funny as fuck. Let's get her on the line. <laughs> Everyone's gonna know this next one. Yeah, it was a hot one. Siegfried Fischbacher, June thirteenth, nineteen thirty nine to January thirteenth, twenty twenty one. He is obviously one half of Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. Who almost died many years ago mm -hmm. uh, after Just getting attacked yeah. by a tiger or a lion. Yeah, that... They were tiger guys. This is a picture of a lion. What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. I thought they were well known. Well, maybe because the tiger, they don't want to be around <laughs> them anymore after they almost killed both of them, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. It, what what uh what casino was that at? That was at like the Sands or something where they just got torn up. Yeah. No, it, they had a residency at... Somewhere, yeah. They like, oh no, Tiger, stop it. I remember that was that. at the Mirage. Yeah, at the oh, Mirage. Yeah. Wow. Huge show for years and years and years. Yeah. And in two thousand three some shit went down. It's like the crocodile hunter. It's like there, you can only get away with that so long before something goes wrong. Yeah, in October two thousand three there was a tiger that attacked Roy during the act and it went completely off script. And Roy has maintained that the tiger was trying to save him, that the tiger sensed that he was having a stroke. What? And like grabbed him with his mouth to pull him to safety. Oh my God. So he didn't attack him, according to Roy. I don't know. Roy. Yeah, it sounds like a real I don't 
hell no. <laughs> and they're a bit like Tiger King. They they have a sanctuary yeah. in Nevada. Well, they had. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and Roy died not too long ago either. 2020. So they, yeah, last year. They say wow. a tiger uh, biting a chunk out of you takes like 10 years off your life, I guess. <laughs> he was like paraplegic. I think they were I a little, so, little gun yeah. shy after that. Yeah, Siegfried died of pancreatic cancer on January 13th, and Roy died of complications of COVID-19. Wait, what? Yeah. But that's really not the... Well, yeah, he was barely real on story. Anyway. Yeah. He's been ill for many years. COVID just finished the job. Well, oh, yeah. I, I thought as for the, a second you were a did COVID many truther. People. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. COVID ain't kill nobody. <laughs> it's not a real disease. It ain't real. It ain't, roll Tide. Roll Tide. Ain't real disease. <laughs> We're back to the Alabama Roll Tide. It was back, baby. Uh, January 17th, the next guy we have in line um, will definitely be an episode at some point. He was alive from December 26, 1939 to January 17th, 2021. He possibly murdered someone. His name is Phil Spector. Oh, my God. I forgot he died. He's a legendary music producer that was serving 19 years to life for murdering actress Lana Clarkson. And he wore a ridiculous wig. He wore many ridiculous wigs. Is that a wig? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. In one of his mug shots, you can see him completely bald. Yeah, he looked like he got electrified. And in one of of the wigs he's wearing one day, it looks like it belongs on the top of a Christmas tree or something. Yeah, and that was his tribute, he said, to Jimi Hendrix. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at this. That's how he explained it. That's hilarious. That's fucking Phil Spector? Yeah. Yeah. Without a wig? Yep. And that's him wearing that crazy poodle wig. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like someone from Guess Who. <laughs> yeah, he looks nuts. Yeah, he, wow. He wasn't making a farce of the trial. That's terrifying, dude. It is. Imagine you have a ring doorbell and you just see that standing outside. <laughs> yeah. Just with yeah. a, a glass shiv or something. <laughs> no, right but in what's, your stomach. What's scarier, the bald version or the one with the poodle Hendrix wig? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a toss up. It's hard for people to remember this, but he was a very influential music producer. With the Beatles. With the Beatles, yeah. And yeah, the Ramones he had some big stuff with. Yeah. He pulled a gun out on Joey Ramone. He did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one time he... I guess, this guy's just... I guess they had a disagreement. Well, the Ramones were kind of kooky also. Well, yeah. And he was famous for the Wall of Sound. Defined as the bombastic (laughs) reverberating instruments, which constantly threaten to drown out the vocals. So the Ronettes. Yeah, the the Ronettes and Let It Be. Some people thought he went too far with some of the sounds. I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And he did the album A Christmas Gift for You from Phil Spector. And I'm willing to bet that. There's not a year that goes by where people that love Christmas music don't at least hear one of the songs from that album. Yeah. It's such a classic. Well, he produced the Righteous Brothers epic, You've Lost That Loving Feeling. Great, a great record. Great song for it's, Top Gun. It's huge. But which I, which I is a lame scene, kind yeah. of, though. <laughs> I didn't realize that it's been said to be the most played song on radio and television in the 20th century. You've lost that love. Well, because it, it got so big in Top Gun. Yeah, and many things. You're trying hard not to show it. 
Spectre. Hey. Coming soon. Coming to, uh, soon. Yeah. Death and Entertainment Mailbox. We don't want to give too much away. 2022 but... slate. Yeah. Uh, More to come. Next one, uh, one of the hugest baseball players. He had the home run record until Barry Bonds came on and uh, took that from him illegally, some would say. Yeah. Hammer and Hank Aaron. January 22nd, 2021. Another icon. Yeah. Broke Babe Ruth's record in 1974. He was huge in the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. staunch civil rights advocate who spent 23 years in the major league, mostly with the Milwaukee and Atlanta Braves. You talk about opening doors and fighting the good fight. This guy was there. Yeah. Um, Especially in the South, in the Braves. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Atlanta in the 60s and 70s. I can't even imagine that. No. And he was great. He died peacefully in his sleep, the brave said. Yeah. No cause of death has been given. An enviable death to most people. Yeah. Peacefully in your sleep at a ripe old age. January is just chock full of legends going down. Larry King. Well, this well to backtrack, we're in the middle of COVID or a lot of shit going down where hospitals yeah. are getting jammed with, you know, that is COVID true. patients and stuff. Yeah. And- we're rationing care, so. Yeah, and then they wheel Larry King in, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> when was he born? <laughs> Larry King is one of fossil? those that you just enjoyed having him around yeah. in the world. Right. This guy would not stop getting married either. Um, he died on January 23rd at the age of 87. It was reported early in 2021 that King, a multiple cancer survivor, had contracted coronavirus, and his sixth wife... Sixth wife, <laughs> Julia Alexander, told the Post that King's cause of death was coronavirus. He wasn't married to Sean King anymore. Um, no. That was that was he had her for a while, and then he switched wives. Yeah, really old age. And then it says his wife Sean later said that what killed King was an infection. It was sepsis. Oh my god, that's such a weird cause of death. Interesting guy. Yeah, started he, out in radio and met everybody. He actually interviewed every single U.S. president from Richard Nixon to Donald Trump. So he just incredible. He was getting everybody, and yeah. he kissed and Simon Monjack. Yeah, plus he, <laughs> yeah, we all know Simon Monjack and Sharon Murphy. <laughs> yeah, were you going to yeah. talk about the Marlon Brando kiss? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He kissed Marlon Brando as well. Let's not sweep oh, he that did. under the rug. Yeah, no, he absolutely <laughs> yeah, that did. That was a weird moment, and there was a <laughs> good smooch. Yeah. Yeah, in in the nineties, we got it here, you folks. Pucker up, tough guy. <laughs> yeah, and questioned whether Jerry Seinfeld chose to end his sitcom or not, leading Jerry to say, "We went out on top. We were the number one show. Did you watch the show?" <laughs> but that also goes to Larry King's style of interviewing. He didn't do any preparation. Yeah. And that could be great sometimes, and then other times, well, yeah, really if you got lacking. someone that's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you got someone like Jerry Seinfeld, it's very like you it's know. an easy thing to correct, though. It's like, no, we went out on top. Yeah, but, yeah, but he's but like, Jerry, did you not watch it? <laughs> he took it personally. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, he did. he's like, 
what do you do? What is wrong with you? Like, who works here? He's like looking backstage. What is wrong with you people? Did you never watch the show? <laughs> it was number one. <laughs> they offered me a, lo- a million dollars. <laughs> and with so many wives, uh, Larry King had young kids. Yeah. He yeah. Like, they, they're. He's a grandpa young daddy, now. as they call him. Grandpa yeah. daddy. Great grandpa daddy. <laughs> Great grandpa daddy. <laughs> But yeah, one of the legendary broadcasters. Yeah. Absolute legend. Absolute legend. Got an angel beside me. Got a oh, whatever to guide me. Got a date with an angel. And I'm on my way to heaven. When the chapel bells ring out. Gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Darling. Goodbye. Goodbye. Marlon Brando. <laughs> Next one's a big one. Um. 94 years old. She was born. You're skipping Hal Holbrook? I don't even know who that is. Okay. Hal Holbrook. He's one of the most respected actors of nice. his generation. He played Mark Twain throughout his career. Um, He's like Rich Little? Nah, he just played Mark Twain a bunch in all the movies you know oh, about yeah, Mark Twain. Oh, yeah, I know this guy. Yeah, he was in Creepshow, the one where he hates his wife, and then he has the creature eat her from the crate. He was Creep in, show's great. Well, I, I actually remember. I'm glad Alejandro stopped it because this was, guy was in Sopranos. And he, um, in the one of the last seasons, he plays a cancer patient next to Tony when Tony gets shot in the stomach. Oh. And uh, he's great in it. And also, All the President's Men, he plays uh, the Deep Throat guy. Deep Throat. Deep and throat. he was nominated for an Oscar for Into the Wild. Very nice. So, long career. He was married to Dixie Carter from Designing Women, and she died about a decade before him. Yeah. Yeah. Great actor. R.I.P. Now, are we going to the next one? (laughs) Yeah. The next woman needs no introduction. Uh, She was born April 30th, 1926, and died January 27th, 2021. Cloris Leachman. She died of natural causes at 94 years old. One of the best. One of the funniest. Yeah. Yeah. Young Frankenstein and the Mary Tyler Moore show. She won an Oscar for the last picture show. Wow. I mean, that's incredible, though, to go from drama to comedy and work with the best of the best. Mel Brooks. Yeah. Can't go wrong. And she worked right up until the end. A legend. The next actress died the next day. She was born December 19th, 1924, and died January 28th, 2021. Cicely Tyson. A Tony and Emmy Award winner who was also Oscar nominated for her role as a sharecropper's wife in the 1972 film Sounder. Yeah, that's what really put her on the map. 96 years old. She was the first black actress to win an Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress. Oh, wow. In the TV movie, The Autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. Hmm. Again, she was also very involved in civil rights and... Just a long storied career. She's the godmother of Lenny Kravitz. Oh, wow. She was a friend of Rosa Parks. Wow. Dang. Did you know she was married to Miles Davis? Oh, wow. That's a life. That's a life. Yeah. And right before she died, she was appearing on talk shows. Wow. I'm talking like the next day, suddenly she's dead. She's doing this full interview with Gail King, and then suddenly she's dead. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Her publicist said it was a peaceful transition. I don't know how peaceful that could be if it's literally here one second and just gone. Well, that's what you talk about when it's like a democratic power, like, you know, (laughs) one one president to another, not like a person dying. Yeah, when... uh... (laughs) 
<laughs> like when Iraq gets yeah, changed over. The it was interim a yeah, transition. leader to the, the U.S. to the interim leader or whatever puppet regime they put in there. That's a piece for <laughs> transition to power. Yeah, it aired two days before she died, CBS This Morning. Wow. And Gail King said that she remembered her being so vibrant and so engaged and so happy. Well, you know, you sucked all the life out of her, okay? Yeah. Jeez, Gail. <laughs> It's your fault. <laughs> but not after that interview. <laughs> Two days later. Maybe before that, you kind of, you know, worked her over. We're wow. not trying to start any no. rumors that Gail King had anything to do with it. But well, killed this woman. But, but honestly. Would she slip her? We don't know. It probably did. <laughs> if you think about it, a 96-year-old going on a nationwide morning yeah. show, it's yeah. probably a lot of pressure. Like dropping like a bookcase next to them that could take them out <laughs> you know like this big fuss of like yeah. doing a big fucking interview and shit yeah just going boo yeah kill them. that could kill them <laughs> just like a big uh gust of wind could, could take them out <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> all right no apologies next up we have for our generation this yeah, is major a biggie major maybe the most major one on the list well, I'm not going to no. go that far. But. Yeah, let's not go that far. <laughs> Dustin Diamond. Yeah. From Saved by the Bell. February 1st, 2021. And oh, that was geez. a fast-moving cancer. Yeah. He announced he had cancer, and then... I didn't hear about the announcement. I just heard about the death. I, I heard I... about the announcement. He was yeah. diagnosed three weeks before he died. Really? Yeah. Well, he must have caught it late. Or maybe he... He did well, yeah, it was it stage late. four. Yeah, he caught it late. It could have been one of those things where he knew about it, but you just, like, I don't want to do anything about it, and then he announces it later. The, I mean, that is that's a the case with someone on our list that's way later in the year, yeah. Okay, well, we'll get to it. He, he lived a crazy life. Yeah, he starts out as a child actor yeah. on Saved by the Bell, very young, and he was the youngest of the group. Oh, wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so he that's why he said he never quite fit in. Ah. I'm sure it was also his personality. Yeah, and, yeah he was like the that. dork. Well, yeah. I thought he was just kind of like the lovable dork, but he was like a lunatic. Later in life, Yeah, he was getting into knife fights in Schaumburg yeah. or wherever. Is that where no, he was? No, Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, it was Wisconsin. He lived near Milwaukee. Oh, wow. okay. He lived? Yeah, in Wisconsin. Oh, no kidding. Well, That's never... where all that trouble happened. Well, Is he, he from Wisconsin? N no. So he just settled was down? Was he just touring? Who settles down <laughs> yeah. in Wisconsin? No, I think it was his girl. No offense to our Wisconsin fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Kyle. To, uh, Port Washington, Wisconsin in 2003. Is that near you? After filing for bankruptcy. Everything's near me in Wisconsin, all right? Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. the whole state revolves Mr. around. Mr. Everyman, yeah. And, there, and <laughs> then he appeared on He's the... the center of the gravity <laughs> of uh, Fond du Lac is. After filing for bankruptcy he appeared on the howard stern show trying to sell t-shirts oh, to hey, save his house hey now that's brutal and later on he starred in a sex tape apparently later, he had a piece he claimed that it was that, that was a stunt cock though that's hilarious that it's it like really a wasn't dirk diggler that well, was that's him being coy being like that's not real that's after dick. though after the fact do you At think the time, yeah. being a child actor real. just like chewed him up and spat him out is that what happened <laughs> yeah. like when he was a nice kid Hollywood chewed him up, spat him out. He looked like a dweeb his entire I don't rest know. of his That's life. That's absolutely and then, what it is. And then he becomes an adult and just gets bitter. That's what happens. Yeah. I don't know where it went so wrong because he did the new class. Yeah. 
And then by the end of the 90s and early 2000s, he was the go-to child actor, plays himself in movies and shows kind of guy. He was yeah. in Dickie Roberts as part of the yeah. former child actor poker game. Mm-hmm. He was in that stupid Paul Giamatti movie with, uh, with the blue paint, Big Fat Liar. Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't see that one. You know what I mean? So he was working and suddenly everything implodes. And he was selling out. Comedy, comedy clubs, clubs across the country. Yeah. But he was getting a lot of flack for being a comedian from other comedians, right? Well, yeah. But that, like this th- child They never accepted him. Fully. That's the problem no, with that bullshit no. is those guys, well, they m- some of them don't care now, but like they'll put up a big stink like, we're real comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're the ones keeping the comedy clubs open is Shriek uh, or whatever it is. Shriek. Shriek. <laughs> Screech doing this show in, in wherever. Yeah. yeah. Like Steve-O and Screech are keeping the comedy clubs. Absolutely. And YouTube stars. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's getting into knife fights in parking lots and going to prison. Yeah, that was a weird turn in his life. And in between all that, in between selling the t-shirts and going to prison, he (laughs) released a book called Behind the Bell. And oh, wow. it pissed off all his yeah, co-stars. I remember oh, because he was doing like some, uh, he was divulging too much information. Yeah. Well, he or said possibly Kelly, making Kelly Kapowski up. was like, um, she was like very slutty or something. And then Mario Lopez had a weird situation with a girl on the set. Oh. That was like underage or something? Something like that. Like you know what Chris D'Elia was doing? Like uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that like, sort of thing. Like Taking groom, advantage. grooming girls and yeah, stuff. Yeah, taking advantage. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And just the fact that Dustin brought that up in the book, he's not making any friends there. Yeah. But I'll say this much. Uh, Mario Lopez is on Extra, right? Yeah. yeah. Not that long before his death, he appeared on Extra, and Mario Lopez totally forgave him, and they did a really nice interview. Oh, wow. And Dustin apologized for oh, the book okay. and everything and said that he needed money. And so it was wow. a very nice ending. To I could see story. Mario Lopez just being a chill guy who was like, yeah, He whatever, does seem man. chill. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't care. When was the last time you saw any of the cast members? It's been ages. I mean, I haven't seen Mark Paul since I was 16. Really? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Tiffany or Elizabeth since then either. You know, I'm 39. It's been a minute. Wow. Is there anything you'd like to say to them if you saw them? Gosh, yeah. I would just like to give them a hug and tell them how proud I am of what they've been doing and, you know, ask uh, for forgiveness for any kind of, you know, misunderstandings that may have, you know, come about by the book. And I want to put the tomfoolery and malarkey behind me you know it's time to for that clean slate time for the change well it seems like he was taking his lead from like the coroner of the natalie wood case where he's just i needed a book i need some money oh dustin diamond (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah and you know there's it's all business ravenous fans of saved by the bell so they'll, they'll buy the book yeah yeah i thought it was weird that he was the only one that wasn't in the reboot the peacock reboot. yeah yeah that was um but bad. I think it was because he caused all that drama. And yeah. They yeah. were just like, you know what? It's in the porn stuff, they don't want kid shows with porn actors coming on. Yeah. But, but Showgirls is from okay. Showgirls. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's female empowerment. <laughs> 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 pro sex or, or pro whatever they call it. Then, of course, when he dies, Mark Paul Gosling. 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 Yeah. Gosling. <laughs> 
he goes on social media saying like, oh, he was my comedic brother, you know, my Costello oh, to my Abbott. Yeah. yeah. Costello when, to my Abbott. He was the Franklin to my Bash. He was salt to my right. <laughs> Yeah. The hey, Screech was, to my Zach. There was an actual Bash, though. I, I know. He was <laughs> on that show. Breckenmeyer. <laughs> Meanwhile, and while he was alive, he wouldn't have anything to do yeah, with Yeah, he would have spat in his face if <laughs> he saw him at the airport. He wasn't even allowed on the <laughs> reboot, for Christ's yeah, sake. Yeah, no shit. And suddenly it's like, oh my God, he was my brother in arms. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We came up together in comedy. Yeah. Well, Dustin, R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. Next one. I didn't realize this actor was 91 years old. Uh, December 13th, 1929 to February 5th, 2021. Christopher Plummer. Excellent actor. Legendary. Sound of music. Hey. Which he reportedly disliked. He got sick of the sound of music. I would imagine too. saying that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of this movie about the Nazis coming in and we're all saving them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always interesting when someone is in that iconic of a movie or show and yeah. they don't really care about it. I mean, well, I love that though. Like was it Star Trek? Or no, Patrick Stewart about Star Trek. He hates talking about it. Oh, okay. oh I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not a fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Harrison Ford hates talking about Star Wars, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah well, he yeah. hates yeah. to talk about anything. Yeah, he seems he's like a he's horrible a, interview. He's a curmudgeon. Yeah. Maybe two days and two nights, but then, hey, she wants to talk about that one. Six days, seven nights. Six days, seven yeah. nights. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That was a flop. Piece of shit. Yeah. So Christopher well, Plummer, so- he won an Oscar for what? Oh, for Beginners. Oh, and wait, he, and that's somewhat recently. That w- no, it was in 2010. Oh, okay. Ewan McGregor is this guy going through like a crisis, and his dad, at a very old age, decides to come out as gay finally. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so he's really enjoying his new lifestyle. Unfortunately, then he also develops cancer in the movie. Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I woke you. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Akbar tonight. You did? Yeah, no, they had some wonderfully loud music. What kind of music's that? Probably house music. House music. <laughs> okay. House, house music. But yeah, he was, at the time, definitely the oldest recipient of a competitive Oscar. That's crazy. 1953 was his first credit for Encounter. It's a TV series. He won an Oscar at 80 years old. Mm-hmm. Keep going if you're doing your show. Oh, yeah. Like, don't ever stop. Yeah, keep going, except for you. And you know who I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah. You're out there. You, you know, know who you are. <laughs> There's one person. You know exactly who I'm talking to. Just stop it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack Russell. Yeah, <laughs> Jack Russell. He was great in Syriana. I don't know why I remember Christopher Plummer. Yeah, yeah, Christopher Plummer. Oh, I thought Jack Russell was in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Russell for Syriana. <laughs> and he, I mixed about the movie, but he was very good in Knives Out. Yeah. Oh, great movie. I love that movie. Part of it is shot around my hometown of Fraley. It was. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! In the movie, it's set in Connecticut, I believe. It could be. Yeah. No, it's Massachusetts. Is it? There's state cops. There's fucking Sadie's doing that. Sadie's <laughs> doing um, Oh, it is an 81st birthday party. 84th. 85th birthday party at a Massachusetts mansion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Larry Flint. R.I.P. Oh. <laughs> Want to see vaginas? 
<laughs> it's hard to do that voice he had towards the end there. Because I remember him in the movie The People versus Larry Flint. Yeah. Norm MacDonald was also in that. Yeah. He uh, was a pioneer in the porn yeah. mag industry, but more importantly, censorship. Yeah, he famously had Supreme Court uh, cases that he vigorously fought in one specific scenario in which he wore the American flag as a diaper to the courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> and he came out on top. He did. Yeah, he won. Um, I'm trying to think of another thing that came up was um, when the Clinton stuff was going down, he offered to uh, a couple million dollars to anyone who had shit on any of the Republicans that were cheating on their That's wives. That's true. And the, yeah. uh, the, um, the head of the House, the GOP head of the House at that time, had to step down because they got legi- legitimate shit on them. <laughs> so, wow. I thought that was good. Yeah, uh, The People versus Larry F- Flint was um, directed by Milos Foreman, and he was a huge fan of Norm MacDonald. And Norm said... <laughs> Milos kept saying, you know, I want to put you in this movie. I want, I want to give you a role. I'll give you your first big role. I and can't he, act. And he's like, literally, <laughs> yeah. don't give me a big role, please. Don't give me a big role. And so he was ended up being like a news reporter. And all he had to do was like be in one scene with Woody Harrelson and like ask him a question. Yeah. Um, but they said they had a, another scene where he was with the guy and Woody Harrelson was just like, uh, you know, he was waiting to shoot the scene and then all of a sudden Woody Harrelson's like, you want a beer? And he's like, nah, I don't want a fucking beer. And he's like, you sure you don't want a beer? You should have a beer. And he's like, nah, I don't want a fucking beer. I want to shoot the scene. And the Milos was like, what the fuck is going on? Cut, 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 cut. And it was the scene. And he was doing the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's he like, just, fucking actors, man. It's, it's Woody so Harrelson different. is just such a natural uh, actor that he just didn't know he was actually in the moment yeah, of the scene. in the know? actual movie. It's too yeah. real. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. All right. Do we want to say anything about Rush Limbaugh? Um, oh, jeez. Conservative pillhead. Not too conservative with the pill usage. <laughs> yeah. Very liberal with the pill usage. Yeah. <laughs> and Al Franken wrote a book that was very popular in the 90s called Rush Limbaugh is a Big Fat Idiot. I mean, no lies told. I love that title. <laughs> yeah. I would never read the book, but I'll just like, oh, funny title. Right. You just looked at the cover and you're like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much a douchebag, Rush Limbaugh. Shitty guy. Didn't really serve anyone that well except for fans of conservative blowhards on the radio. And he he further divided this country and kind of, you know, spearheaded what became the conservative movement that is currently hurting our democracy, I would say. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Moving on. George Siegel. Yes. March 23rd, 2021. God, so, love many, him. so many great Amazing, actors this yeah. year. 87 years old. He was actually uh, in the documentary about one of our previous episodes. Uh, Natalie Wood. He was at the her house parties. A lot of people were. One of his final appearances was in that documentary. Yeah. True. Might, might have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe he knew something about Natalie Wood and he's like, you know, gave him a heart attack yeah. and that was it. He dropped dead. What did he die of? Uh, complications from bypass surgery. Complications from old age. Yeah. Yeah. Got bypass surgery and uh, that was that. 
I love his performances. He's he's so funny. He was in, in the, the cable guy. I loved him in. Yeah, he, he small <laughs> role, like he, very small. He played uh, Ben Stiller's dad. Yeah, but he was great. But no matter how big or small his roles were, you remembered it. You you noticed it. He stood out in all these things. That David Spade uh, sitcom was one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. I can never remember just it. Shoot just me. shoot me. Just shoot me. Yeah. One of my favorite. Laura Giancama just a great uh, San Giacomo. Wait, Laura San Giancomo. Okay. Yeah. I stand corrected. Yeah. And he was in Flirting with Disaster. Amazing. Yeah. Hilarious. Amazing. In the 70s, so many classics. He was in California Split, the Robert Altman movie. Very memorable role where he's a degenerate gambler through the whole thing. Him and Elliot Gould team up and they win the big payday. And he's depressed afterwards. Yeah. And Elliot Gould's like, you always take a win this hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's just great. Yeah. Sure, this even splits. Eight, nine, and ten. Forty-one thousand. Forty-one thousand. You always take a big win this hard? Charlie, there was no special feeling. I just said there was. <sighs> Don't mean a fucking thing, does it? Charlie, I have to go home. Oh, yeah, where do you live? I'll see you. It's so good. That's one of my favorite movies. 77's Fun with Dick and Jane. Yeah. Um, Always look who's talking. Look who's talking now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the <laughs> shitty uh, baby daddy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and he could play nice. He could play sleazy. Comedic jack of all trades. A chameleon. Steven's father was the actual credit from the cable guy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Steven being Matthew Broderick. Yes. yes. Steven? Steven? Steven. <laughs> and then, yeah, he made a lot of money in his later years on the Goldbergs. Oh, I didn't know he was on that. That was, yeah, yeah his last credit is um, the Goldbergs for eight years, 2013 to 2021. Good you don't get better him. than that. The residuals, forget about it. One thing that is crazy is that he was in The Simpsons, but... He only has one episode in 2018, and that's it. I figured like a guy like him would be like a recurring character. Well, guess not. He might have pissed someone off there. <laughs> There's always one little story that no one ever tells, but you know, yeah. you find out later. Then we have Jessica Walter from Arrested Development. Oh, she's oh, so yeah. funny, very funny. There was some drama that went down with her. Though, oh in the my past god! Yeah, at years. the end, there was that press. Oh conference my god! Where they sat down for a group press interview, and in another publication, she had relayed a story about how Jeffrey Tambor yeah. yelled at her on the set, like viciously. Well, he's a, apparently a psycho. Yeah. And he's even said, like, he got kicked off of Transparent because he was so crazy. And he was sexually harassing people. And he goes... uh, Trans women he was sexually harassing. Exactly, yeah. And he was saying, like... You know, I'm a, I'm a loose cannon. I can I can yell at people and I can really lose my temper, but I've never sexually har- harassed anyone. Yeah. So he's admitted to being a complete lunatic, but he would never harass a trans woman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's and he and then in insane. that press conference, she like breaks down crying, talking about this. And Jason Bateman's there. Michael Sarah's there. Will Arnett. They're like. And they're oh, like, hey, we're killing it. Hey, I'm sorry <laughs> this is happening, but, you know, he's really got the show. Yeah, that was the most odd But he was, like, what, he was just downplaying he, it? No, he was, like, comforting her, but not, like, 100% confirming what she was saying. Uh, no, yeah. I know you believe this happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, hey. not far off. <laughs> 
so they're promoting this season that no one cares about or is excited about. Yeah. And then they got to talk about the awful behavior it's of Jeffrey Tambor. Me too, mixed with like, yeah. you know, I don't even no know. No one wants to deal with it. And then she said about it, Jessica Walter, I have to let go being angry at him, referring to Tambor. Yeah. He never crossed the line on our show with any, you know, sexual whatever. Verbally, yes, he harassed me, but he did apologize. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty... Hey now. Raw, as yeah. they labeled that. I mean, interview. she essentially seemed like the same character in Arrested Development and Archer. Yeah. Just like the older, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Archer. I don't know what's something about it. I don't think it's that great. Archer's, it's funny. You probably don't like it because you love 007. Maybe. And it ruined, making a mockery. ruins that for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It ruins a mystique. And we got DMX. Another one that they reported him passing away, and he wasn't dead yet. Yeah, people were outside of his ho- uh, hotel, Jesus, hospital. Yeah, <laughs> same thing. Uh, You're only there temporarily. Yeah. All the ex-heads were out there. And they were having all these vigils and stuff, and turns out he actually wasn't dead. But this seems to happen with any celebrity that had... They have those people in their family that can't wait to tell people. Yeah. So they were rushing to it. Got it wrong. Uh, Steve Rifkin was his manager, and he's the one that came out and was like, leave us alone. He's still alive, but we're going to have a press conference tomorrow. And then they had the press conference being like, all right, we took him off life support last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's he's one of those. He's not dead like 15 minutes later. All right, he's dead. Yeah. yeah I he... mean, he wasn't really alive, but he wasn't technically dead. <laughs> yeah, then they pulled yeah the you hear about it. Well, maybe he'll pull through, hopefully. And... Yeah. I saw him at the Boston Garden in 1998. Really? I'm so jealous. I never saw him live. The Def Jam concert with uh, Jay-Z and Method Man. Uh, Really? It was fucking awesome. And you saw him at Woodstock 99. He was like in the backstage like like growling. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw him at Woodstock 99. I'm so so pissed. You got to see him twice. I didn't see him once. two great... Well, great venues. I say that kind of loosely uh, on the Woodstock <laughs> one because it was a fucking nightmare. But and in the Woodstock one, in that documentary that came out last summer about Woodstock '99, they analyzed DMX's performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people through the lens of white crazy. guys were singing back the N word. Oh yeah. yeah, in the song through the lens of like yeah, um, like race relations. And stuff. Yeah, and yeah, like I was not the I was not doing this. Oh, you were screaming the loudest. They, Shut the they fuck zoomed up, right in on your fight. face. Yeah. <laughs> Can't miss my big red face. You were saying it even when he I was wasn't sunburned saying it. as shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I mean, no, it, no. I did not. It's did an not. interesting situation. It's like that's his song, and yeah. those are the lyrics. But it's just he really won, not he, appropriate to sing the lyrics. He loves yeah. the crowd being with him. That's why I noticed at both shows. He yeah. Like, yeah. He feeds off the audience's uh, energy and stuff. Yeah. Where the hood at? Where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at? Got up in the back where the one at. Rough Riders. Rough Riders was the best song. That was the best song. Rough Riders anthem? Truly an anthem. Hell yeah. Truly, yeah. That got me going. His songs were great for like arenas. That's what the Boston Garden. Oh, hell yeah. fucking killed that A dynamic performer. And then, and then Jay-Z came out at that same concert, Boston Garden. He did this something where he went through the entire audience, and some guy, I swear to God, punched him in the face. <laughs> and he looked back like I'd never seen anyone more Wait, angry. DMX got punched in the face? No, by someone? Jay-Z did. Jay-Z oh. went through the entire audience. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Absolutely yeah. believe that. he just got, boom, someone just hit him. And he, clocked. And his security was like, no, no, we got to keep going, Jay-Z. Because like, <laughs> he was doing a really risky thing. So. Yeah. Um, DMX 
people really don't know about this TV show, but on BET, he had a reality show in 2006. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. It's called Soul of a Man, and it's about him moving from New York City to Arizona and just being a complete lunatic in the desert by himself. It's hmm. weird because I saw something similar where he went to Florida and did like the same thing where he drives yeah. like a maniac. He does. It might be the same show. <laughs> no, different show. He This one, he went to Florida in like 2000. Oh, okay. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gee, and he had a bunch of legal troubles, too. Oh, well, yeah. Think? One or two. <laughs> yeah. Car- carjacking, <laughs> yeah. robbery, animal yeah. cruelty. He would he would always get in trouble for um, pretending to be a federal agent as yeah. well. Like, he would pretend to arrest people and shit. Why would he do this? Because he's a lunatic. When he was, after he was famous, he would yes! do that? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Multiple times. Yeah, he did dog fights. Yeah, he was like Michael Vick, kind of, yeah. but a rapper. <laughs> Jeez. Good act, decent actor. Yeah, he was in a couple. Oh yeah, what were what was he in? Um, he was in Romeo Belly. Romeo is dead. Uh, with um, Romeo must die. Romeo with, must die. With Aaliyah. Yeah. Aaliyah. Yep. Belly is one of my favorite Jeff- movies oh, ever. Yeah, with yeah. Nas and DMX. That's a ridiculous movie. It's not really, like was it's, it Hype Williams directed it? I think so. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, Give it another watch now. Yeah, I haven't watched it as an adult. Oh, no, yeah. But I watched it many times in high school. It's absurd. And he teamed up with Steven Seagal for Exit Wounds. Yep, that's right. You've made it if you've teamed up with Seagal. Of course. Well, he did like the Will Smith thing. He'd have the music with the movie and it all come out of one big package. Hell yeah. Yeah, He had a good thing going for a while. Yeah. And what did kill him? Uh, I believe it's fentanyl. He did a lot of crack and stuff. Yeah, so he my, was doing like crack and cocaine. Wow. And yeah. yeah, fentanyl just needs to be outlawed. It yeah. needs to be destroyed every last strain. Yeah, mm. it's uh, it's no bueno. No bueno. Oh, Black Rob. Okay, let's go to Black Rob. Yeah, Black Rob died soon after DMX, April 17, 2021. He was uh, 51 years old. Similar age, too. Yeah. In 2000, in high school, he had one of the biggest songs of all time, Whoa. Whoa. Where that's literally every other word in the song. How does it go? (laughs) Uh, I can play a little bit of it. Yeah. Whoa. This is the bad boy crew. Whoa. Yeah, that's it. Whoa. Old school hip hop. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, man, he was great. And what did he die of? His passing was confirmed by his former label mate, Mark Curry. No reason was given. Let me look that up. Wait, Mark Curry from uh, Hanging Hang with the Curry? No, <laughs> Mr. Cooper. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him at Flappers before. Oh, really? Yeah, still, uh, still going after I'm it. jealous. Yeah. Uh, kidney failure. Oh, that sucks. Fuck. <gasps> John Paragon. Uh, mm. died. He was Jumbie on Pee Wee's oh, Playhouse. Right. Hey, Jumbie. I didn't know he died. <laughs> uh, I knew he did, but I totally, totally forgot. Wow. Um, yeah, the the hey, Jumbie. Jumbie. Yeah. <laughs> Mecca Mecca High Mecca High Ho. You know who he looks like here? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, but like an old, an older, <laughs> yeah. like more. Yeah. He's been living on the beach for too long. Yeah, yeah. he's been doing coke with <laughs> models. <laughs> 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 He's got some uh, interesting mustache going on. Mecca, lecca, high, mecca, high, ho. 
Yeah, that whole crew on that show was wild. Like Lawrence Fishburne or Larry Fishburne then. Yeah, yeah as the cowboy. I think they were all on um, Groundlings people. I think that Pee Wee Herman was a big Groundlings guy, and he pulled a lot of these people from Groundlings to yeah, be on his yeah. show. And I think Groundlings around this time was nuts. Like, yeah, I, I those shows it. must have been wild. Yeah. Look. <laughs> I mean, you got the main character jerking off in a porn theater and yeah. possibly being a pedophile. <laughs> so okay. Wild times. That's unsubstantiated. Uh, he was arrested for it. The vintage porn collection he had that had underage boys in it. You're right. He was. He was, he was forced was... to register as a sex offender. <laughs> the <laughs> Jeffrey Jones bust. <laughs> How did we get back to this? <laughs> mecca like a high, mecca hiney ho. And I had Rest nothing peace, to do with any of this. Bye, Jumbie. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to do your Pee Wee impression. Of course. Uh, Olympia Dukakis passed away May 1st, 2021. Oscar winner for the movie Moonstruck. 1987. At the time, her brother... Massachusetts governor running for president. Yeah. Michael, Michael Dukakis. Mikey Dukakis from Brookline, Massachusetts. Hey, what's up? You think you're better than me, Mr. She's, Brookline? She's, oh, excuse she's, me. Uh, cousin of Michael Dukakis. Oh, right, right, okay. right, right, right. Clarification. Uh, yep. She, I guess, said she got in a lot of racial issues with a lot of people around Boston when she was growing up because she was Greek. Uh, Greek. I didn't know that was like a, uh, a race of people that had issues like that, but I guess so. Christos Sinesti. Yeah. <laughs> Malaka. You Malaka. <laughs> I used, Malaka. I used to work in a Greek pizza shop. And, and just heard Malaka all the time. Malaka a lot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my the guy who owned it was um, a degenerate gambler who also smoked crack on the side. Nice. <laughs> yeah. On the side of the building. <laughs> <laughs> it was so small that uh, it was that option was not there. Now that's a crack smoker right there. Hello. Yeah. yeah. He would uh, get very drunk at night while I was closing down while I was cleaning up and stuff. And uh, he he cried one night. <laughs> Sometimes you get to cry when you're on crack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else about speaking Olympia? of look who's talking? She was she played Kirstie Alley's mom. Yeah, ah. she was great in that. Yeah, another one just really good in everything she did. Steel Magnolias. Uh, yep, just a ton of stuff. Tawny Katane. Oh. The, uh, the video vixen. The video vixen. Here I go again I'm on my own. <laughs> the iconic video of 1980s yeah. hair metal. Leggy, yeah. Leggy Dane. And she was uh, in 1984's Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. Which Classic used to play movie. on Comedy Central a lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. What was that? Uh, Sweet Cherry Pie? What was the name of the album? Um, She's my cherry pie. Cherry I remember my sister buying that album. Oh, really? <laughs> with her on the cover. With her on the cover. Tawny Katan. Oh, she's on the cover. Yeah. Her later career was sloppy. Well, she was in uh, Private Parts, right? Yeah, she appeared yeah. in Private Parts, but much later than that, she was on The Surreal Life. She was on. Oh, Botched, that's never good. Botched. That's really never and good. And Celebrity good. Rehab with Dr. Drew. That's really, really. Good. <laughs> it keeps getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she had, um, famously had an affair with O.J. Simpson. Oh, I didn't know. That. And it was brought up at the civil trial in after the murder. Seven. Yeah. Oh, geez. No, no. <laughs> While he was married to Nicole. Oh, okay. I thought after he uh, allegedly murdered. I guess you have to say that here. All right. Rest P. in peace, Tawny. Tawny. 
Uncle Martin. Charles Grodin. Oof. That's a tough. This is a tough one, man. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you guys a minute here. <laughs> I love Charles. Grodin. No, I thought he was me great. too. I just don't like the movie that he was in with Martin. Yeah, Short. for some reason, Mark doesn't <laughs> like the movie Clifford, and many of you are probably like, "What movie? You need to go back and watch 1994's slash 1991's Orion <laughs> Pictures. Okay, own <laughs> Martin Short vehicle Clifford, not the big red dog. Yeah, it is. A nightmare of a child. I'm open for the debate. Martin Short is 40 years old in the movie, I believe. And he plays a 13-year-old? 10-year-old. 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And who's he has just a nightmare. His and best friend is a plastic brontosaurus named Stefan. Stefan, yeah. And he shows up because uh, Richard Kind just cannot deal with him anymore. He's his father. Okay. And then they're flying. Uh, He's like, to- oh, Clifford, you're <laughs> You're going to have a stroke and you're going to talk like <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so These Martin Short, they're flying, this movie. they're flying to Hawaii, I believe, somewhere. And they yeah, stop in California. Honolulu. Yeah. They have a layover in California. And he's like, you need to go to my brother's house. I can't stand you. I'm going to kill you. And Charles Grodin is Uncle Martin. And he's married to Mary Steenburgen, who. No, uh, dating. Oh, right, right, right. They yes. want to get married, that's but correct. kids have been an issue. So that's why he welcomes Clifford like for a visit to, to show yeah. that he can be a family man. Yeah. And Martin Short as Clifford, nonstop <laughs> crazy train. And Charles Grodin through the whole movie reacts to him for real. Yeah. Like I think he's actually furious. Furious. I'm just laying and... back looking at my phone while these guys talk about this movie. <laughs> and it's a great performance. So good. By everybody. It's not an easy performance that Charles Grodin has to do. He walks a fine line. No, because he understands that it's an actual 40-year-old man in front of him. We should play the classic moment. This is the scene everyone talks about uh, when it comes one? to Clifford. Talk to me like a human being. Oh, my God. Talk to me like a normal boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watching those two spar in that movie is pure. My joy. stepfather used to say this to me. <laughs> Look at me like a human boy. I feel like the adults in your life didn't really care for you. No, not at all. <laughs> Why would they? I will take you to the police and I will not send you back to your parents. And you tell Sarah that you and I are the best of friends. And we are, aren't we? Shut up. <laughs> but if you even look at me funny, if you do one thing that I find weird, <laughs> Which is, you know, like your middle name. See, you're doing it right now. Can you just act like a human boy for one minute here? <laughs> Look at me like a person. You can't do it for more than a few seconds. Look at me like a human boy. Don't mess around so with me. Great. You're going to be back on that plane. How do you not break during that scene? I know. And so many other scenes. I know. Uh, can I talk about one more movie he was in? Yeah. yeah. Taking Care of Business, I like, with Jim hey, Belushi. Nice. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. It's no Clifford. It's the- that <laughs> is, I hope, very guilty. <laughs> and yeah, Charles Grodin was in Midnight Run with Robert De Niro. What, my other favorite movie of his was Midnight Run, and amazing script and amazing movie. Also classic late night television show appearances, where yeah. he would oh, just be a total yeah. dick. On Johnny Carson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and Letterman. Letterman. Yeah. 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 That was his persona, the prickly Curmudgeon guy, also. Curmudgeon, yes. who doesn't want to be there. Yeah. yeah, has to exactly. promote something, and you gotta once you do it once, you gotta do it every single time. Yeah, yeah, and then we have to mention Beethoven, a big oh hit right, right, right from mm-hmm. our childhood. Yeah, 
and Beethoven's second. <laughs> yeah. I think there was a third one, too, wasn't it? But there? he wasn't involved in uh, that. Eventually, they started going to video. Yeah. yeah and then he did a CNBC. <laughs> Straight to theme park ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did a CNBC show for a number of years. The, the finance show? Yeah. Really? Yeah. In the 90s. And then he kind of faded. He did things here and He'd there. He'd fill in for Letterman here and there, or like uh, Tom Schneider show, I think a little bit. Yeah. He did, the, yes. he did after Schneider, I think they did a Charles Groen show. Yeah. Then he just kind of retired. And yeah. Well, he was in that's the, that. the Louis show for a little bit. Right. He would show up here and there. He was in that awful movie, The Comedian, that Robert De Niro did. I didn't watch that. Midnight Run uh, Reunion. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> and he was in another awful movie called The X. With Zach Braff and uh, Jason Bateman, oh, where awful. Jason Bateman pretends to be in a wheelchair. I think Zach Braff might, I think he should be in the Hague criminal court. Yeah, so <laughs> let's just say Charles Grodin retired after a certain point. That, yeah, he faded away. That's who cares what he did. In, and then he passed away. In the 2000s. Rest in peace. May 19th, 2021, famous comedian Paul Mooney dies in Oakland, California. I completely missed that Legend. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe Legend. you didn't know that. Well, you told me some unsavory things about him. But I I always thought he was funny. He was on Chappelle's show. He did a lot of race humor. Yeah. Uh, you didn't funny. know he died. I didn't know about the unsavory things. You told me about it. I was it. the one saying that. You said it? Yeah, I said, well, the unsavory thing is allegedly you know, underscore that, that um, he had sexually abused Richard Pryor's son. Which is what Richard Pryor's son said the day after he died. Yeah. He came out with it. Yeah. And said that Paul Mooney was molesting him as a child. And some is... say there was some beef between Richard Pryor and Paul Mooney while this was going on back in the day. Yeah. Unconfirmed, unconfirmed, unconfirmed. Well, besides that... <laughs> Really so funny, funny guy, and just unafraid. Really hated the PC culture and the Negro Damas thing. On, oh, on, Chappelle, on Chappelle was so fucking. That's good. what introduced me to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he came out after the Ted Danson Friars Club roast. Yeah, saying what is the big deal? Because it was Montel that came out and said like he was in blackface. It was a horrible thing. Yeah, exactly. Paul Mooney's sticking up for him. Montel's the reason that became such a huge story. Yeah. And Paul Mooney was like, that's ridiculous. It's just comedy. Yeah. Paul Mooney, I can't recite any of the things he said on Dave Chappelle. <laughs> just as a white person, there's no way. No. But, like, <laughs> but the poetry of how he said this race relations comedy and stuff and yeah. with the N-word and all that stuff. It just super <laughs> he just had a way of just like, you know, making it poetic. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, he was uh, a wordsmith. He was, yeah. And he wrote a lot of Richard Pryor stuff. He he helped write he was always in the back of the comedy store helping workshop everything Richard Pryor oh, did. All the wow. classic material. Yeah, Live on back the Sunset there. Strip. Yeah, Richard Pryor had him with him. He got off crack, did Live on the Sunset Strip. The first show was a fucking nightmare. Wow, I'm and sure. And then he, he scheduled three of them. And then him and Paul, I Wait, think- Wait, the recording was a nightmare? Yeah. Wow. The first one. That's crazy. He did three of them. And then the, the second one or the third one was like the one- that you see today. Wow. Yeah. He was like, imagine just getting off drugs like cold turkey like that and just jumping right back on stage for another fucking special to talk about how you lit yourself on fire smoking crack. <laughs> but he he didn't do that. He actually, Richard Pryor lit himself on fire to self 
emulate himself like um, you saw like monks do that. He was yeah. trying to kill himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And apparently, Mooney retired the N word after the Michael Richards incident in oh 2006. God. Oh my god! So he stopped using it in his routines, and he mistakenly used it once on stage. And like put his head in his hands, like embarrassed, and yeah. said, "Oh, I'm gonna get it for this." Kramer's word. And then he said, instead of saying, "What's up, my N word," he started <laughs> saying, "What's up, my Michael Richards?" Yeah. He said that. That's a quote from him. That's hilarious. But he did forgive Michael Richards. Well, I mean, no. Comment. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then he stuck a fork in his ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He died of a heart attack. Jeez. Wow. R.I.P. You see anyone? Yeah, we got to mention Samuel E. Wright, who died on May 25th, 2021. One of the most famous Disney voices of all time, Sebastian oh. the Crab. Under the sea. Under the sea. But he was also Mufasa in the Broadway version of The Lion King. Mm. Um, so he's a big, big One Disney of the biggest guy. shows of all time for Broadway. Absolutely. Yeah, you would never really know his face. Um, Why would but you? you've heard his voice a million and a half times. We in my music class in middle school, we had to sing that song. We had to l- learn Three little ev- birds. every single song from the Little Mermaid. Yeah, and then Aladdin also. Nice. Wow. Lucky you. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. Under the sea, under the sea, darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. I'm on the shore, they work all day Out in the sun, they slave away While we be boating full time You floating under the sea <laughs> R.I.P. All right, all right On May 29th, B.J. Thomas Who you might not know by name But you definitely know two of his songs Raindrops keep, keep falling, falling on my head Something else in there is some other words in the song. And unga changa, unga changa. Uga, uga, uga. Which actually, deep inside of me, literally was probably the first meme ever. What? With the dancing baby. Oh, the one that was on Ally McBeal. And, oh, yeah. But way before that, yeah. yeah. It was. So what a, does that relate to the, to the song, though? Yeah. It was his song. Uga chaka. But uga his version, that was a uga, remake uga of his version. What do you mean? He didn't do that version. Oh, he didn't do Huga Chaka? Contrarian. No, he. That was Blue Suede. Hooked on a beam. I remember that song from um, Reservoir Dogs. Uga Chaka. Uga. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so he just wrote the song. You probably aren't familiar with the original version. Play it. Oh, here we go. Nope. You're thinking of Uga Chaka. But it's yeah. the same song, Uga, Uga except Chaka. that the other's a remake. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Just a different opening. Yeah. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Kyle's trying to dance with Alejandro right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just a visual. But I keep stepping on his feet. He's trying to do a little bit more than that. <laughs> he's pushing him off. Got a great big ass. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Get over here. Don't fight this feeling. Don't fight this ass. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fight feeling my ass, okay? Yeah. Well, rest in peace, BJ Thomas. R.I.P. Uh, the next one, Gavin McLeod. Gavin McLeod. 
Captain Steubing. Captain Steubing. Yeah. <laughs> we, Ace Ventura references yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mikhail's Navy. Uh, the Mary Love Tyler Boat. Moore show. Mary Tyler Moore. I'm bringing him up here. He yeah. was 90 years old. Oh, yeah. This guy was great. Ed Asner posted on Twitter, my heart is broken. Mm. But he died too. So yeah. was he talking about his own heart? <laughs> that was a nine one one call. That was a distress call. <laughs> <laughs> then he went on to say, "Gavin was my brother, my partner in crime, and my comic conspirator." Wait, that was like uh, uh, Mark, Mark Paul Gosler talking about. Speech. Oh right, yeah, yeah same sentiment. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> the same. Precisely. Yeah. I never watched a love boat, but I, I think I'd like to watch it. The love boat was a ubiquitous eighties show. It was just absurd. Just yeah, like, yeah. Long running and everybody guest starred on it. Yeah. And... Because if you if you were pitching that show, the studio would be like, Wait, so how how is this a weekly show? <laughs> like these people don't just stay out on a boat for like, you know, an entire Ever. year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. He played Captain Steubing for 250 episodes. Captain Steubing. Oh, Captain Steubing. We can't have you. We can't have you, Captain Steubing. Call back to Captain it. Stewart. Matthew Broderick episode. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes back to the Matthew Broderick episode. A lot of comedic actors died this year, though. Like, very good ones that were, that, you know, we're older. The next one is a comedic actor. Okay. Clarence Williams III. Oh, he's terrific. Yeah. He was uh, Samson Simpson from Half Baked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the villain in Half Baked. Yeah. <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah. And Satan in the very underrated. Tales from the Hood. Yes. Oh, yeah, good call. Yeah. yeah. The funeral parlor. He was like the crypt keeper. Mortician. He was like the guy. Like yeah, the telling yes. the stories. The mortician <laughs> that yeah. turns into Satan at the end. I loved in um in the the weed movie. Um, half baked. Yeah, there's a part in it where he grabs the guy. Um, what is it, what is it? What is his name? The Spanish guy. Um, oh, I don't know his name. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um. Guillermo Diaz. Guillermo Diaz. He grabs him like with a gun and stuff. He's like, you better give me that weed or I'm going to kill your Puerto Rican friend here. And uh, Guillermo Diaz goes, I'm Cuban, B. And he he just goes, yes, Cuban B. (laughs) (laughs) And and I just feel like he, as the actor, didn't even register what that line meant. (laughs) But but he just ran with it, maybe improvised. That's got to be improvised. They just left it in the movie. Cuban B. Yes, Cuban B. (laughs) You'd see the look on Guillermo Guillermo del Torres. Guillermo del Torres. Oh. Yeah, no, he was he was fucking hilarious in yeah. that movie, and he was so on good. the uh, TV show The Mod Squad. Yeah, classic. He was great. His face, the contortions, the eyes, the expressiveness, the big gap in between his teeth. Yeah, yeah, and he has that cigar and tails from the hood. It's so unnerving. Tales from the hood. Cuban B. <laughs> I'm I'm a fan. Cuban B. <laughs> oh. I'll never forget that. I say that in, in in my own head like 15 times a day. I honestly have never even noticed that line. I'm gonna oh have to go back and watch God, it. It's so good. <laughs> By the beach. Boy. <laughs> right near the beach. <laughs> Next we have legendary director Richard Donner. Yeah. Died on uh, July 5th, the day after the 4th of July. He directed Goonies. 
written Superman. by Chris Columbus. Yep, Chris Columbus. Um, yeah, he not also... the person who discovered America. <laughs> yeah, who stumbled upon America. No, the guy that directed Home Alone or killed Native Americans. <laughs> but yeah, Superman. Yeah, Superman is the first incarnation of the modern superhero movie. Yeah, I would say that. Batman years later. But who, what else would it be though? But like, just the superhero movie yeah i mean you had like zorro back in the day but oh like, yeah okay eh. zorro never really did it for me yeah that was like solid movies and, no yeah he also directed the omen oh good horror movie yeah. yeah contrary to popular belief donner said the movie was not cursed it actually was blessed yeah and it made a lot of money yeah for him <laughs> he directed William Shatner. All goes back to Shatner. This guy. In the Twilight Zone episode, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Oh, wow. Where he sees a creature on the wing of a plane. That's right. Did he we work Did on we that? say Donner was the director of that episode during our episode about Shatner? No. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Is a missed, didn't. missed detail. Oh. Well, we're saying it's it now. Not very Alejandro-like. Yeah. We well, what does it have to do with... Very important detail. What did Richard Donner have to do with the Shatner story, though, in general? Uh, he directed the biggest episode of Twilight Zone that he was in. Okay, but how does that serve the saga of Nareen Shatner? Um... Exactly. Not exactly. only is this an in memoriam, but we're doing we're submitting some corrections. Here yeah. Also. Yeah. Kyle apparently Omissions thinks and... I should have mentioned Richard Donner but, in correct. that episode. But the one tragedy of Richard Donner's death is that supposedly he said on his deathbed that he wanted Mel Gibson to direct Lethal Weapon Five. That's the yeah. craziest thing I've ever heard. According to Mel Gibson, That's a and wobble. so now it's confirmed that Mel Gibson is directing Lethal Weapon Five. <laughs> yeah. Insanity. Yeah, and Richard Donner directed all four of the originals. Yeah. Excellent action director. Yeah. He directed one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time, Scrooged. Oh, did he? I love that. Yeah. That's a good one. Bill Murray and Buster Poindexter (laughs) from the New York Dolls. That's a good call, Buster Poindexter. Yeah. It's uh, uh, Bobcat Goldway. Bobcat. (laughs) We're back to Jerry Seinfeld's least favorite. (laughs) Why is he in the movie? I don't like him. (laughs) Scrooge is just, that's a movie. That's a good, dark comedy Christmas movie. Hilarious. Better than that, yeah. It opens up with an action movie starring Santa Claus and Lee Majors. Yeah. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Yeah. And Mary Lou Retton's in it for a second. Uh, Oh, yeah. As uh, Tiny Tim. Yeah, as Tiny Tim. Only someone like Richard Donner could direct that movie so well because it's a mix of comedic and action a lot of set pieces it's not easy yeah the girl he's like enamored with doesn't she like fly across the room and kick him in the balls oh that's the uh ghost of christmas present oh yeah what's her name carol (laughs) kane carol kane yeah Yeah. the foul mouth ghost of christmas present when i was a kid i I thought that was like the funniest thing in the world she punches him out (laughs) she she fucks him it actually freaked me out as a kid oh i'm like this lady's nuts (laughs) you know what freaked me out that big monster in the elevator where he's like he looks he opens up the jacket and it's like a bunch of fucking oh yeah monsters in there and bill murray's like i yeah, okay. And he yeah. shuts it like, <laughs> no thanks. Was this, this was before Ghostbusters? No. Oh, it was This is after Ghostbusters. A couple years uh, after. This yeah. Maybe between, it was like a wink. Between Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, so um, yeah, Richard Donner. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P.
another person that was responsible for Will Smith not being able to use his full name, William Smith, died July 5th. Oh, please. That bastard. Hey, if we're going for a, a theme, we got one here. <laughs> so William Smith. R.I.P. to uh, William Smith. At some point, after like 100 years, do they like retire that person's name? Like, okay, anyone could use that name again. Uh, maybe. They, they don't should. even wait that long. Really? <laughs> There's this like teen actor that is named Michael Chimino. Oh, and really? It shares well, the, the name with the director of The Deer Hunter, Michael Chimino. But do you see why that wouldn't be an issue? Because the WGA and the DGA are two different things. I mean, the the, uh, the Screen Actors Guild. Well, I don't, I'm not saying the it's an issue. The Screen Actors Guild and the DGA are two different things. It's just funny to me that someone else is named Michael Chimino. That is, is weird. It, in no relation. It, no, nothing. <laughs> that is weird. Just because Michael Chimino is such a famous... You know, famously for the, for the Deer Hunter and uh, a bunch the, of other stuff. The famous flop, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Ru- yeah. Almost ruined his career. It ruined the entire studio system at that time. Also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was bringing the studio system down with the ship. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else we talked about is from Heaven's Gate, the movie. Christopher Walken. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I don't know about this movie. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> so William Smith died. Michael. Uh, in Woodland Hills. Yeah, where I lived for one month yeah. before I had to Did get you, out of there. You didn't have anything to do with that? Uh, I mean, I might have. Where were you? Don't worry about at it. this time. So are you trying to say that Will Smith was watching a rerun of Hawaii Five O one one day and saw that William Smith was in it? He was like, son of a bitch. I'm getting jiggy with it. All right. My wife cheated on me. <laughs> Uh, they got all sorts of drama. They got a, the, the pink cats. And I don't the know Smiths, what the fuck. Uh, yeah, the kids the, and the mom, even her mom. Jada that making red table talk. Such yeah. a fool out of Will Smith right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They're making a fool out of each other though. Will Smith is going around gabbing now on a big for his book, a big press tour. Yeah, I mean he's gabbing, but he's not really like cheating on her. Like she's openly cheating on he's him. He's saying he was in love with uh, Stockard Channing. Who's that? What the fuck? On the from set Greece? from Greece. <laughs> what? <laughs> because they did a movie called Six Degrees of Separation. Yeah, it was one of his first serious roles. One of his first roles. He period. plays. He's great in that. He plays a grifter, like a young young guy that just knows how to get money out of rich people. Yeah, and in the movie, he lies about. He's in love with that. Hey, Kyle, now. don't be mean. She's Jeez, she's a beautiful Louise. woman. Peppers and cheese. Yeah, let's see how you look at eighty. I'll be dead. But in Six Degrees of Separation, he lies and says that he can get them apart in Cats and that he's Sidney Poitier's son. Yeah, that's his big grip. But Stockard Channing plays the socialite who ends up being affected by him because yeah. he reminded her how to live. Yeah. So it's it's a good movie. But apparently he was in love with her on the set. Really? Yeah. Wow. 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 Oh my God. <laughs> Kyle's voice has always surprised me. You can do a lot of different sounds and voices. You're, you're like the other guy from Police Academy. Uh, the guy that, <laughs> Michael, uh, what's his face? Winslow? Winslow. Yes. Yeah. And on the Halloween episode, I thought, I'm like, when did we add that laugh, that Crypt Keeper laugh? And oh, I realized yeah. it was yeah. you. It was really good. No, do the real one. I don't I don't even know what I did. Oh, you honest. did. I swear it sounded <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, that was Kyle? <laughs> All right. Well, next on the list is Robert Downey. Senior. Hello, we got you. Alejandro pointed at me when he said senior. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you, pal. Wait a second. He went back to the drugs. <laughs> oh god. No, but it is his dad though. Yeah. 
dad of Robert Downey Jr. It is who introduced Robert Downey Jr. to the drugs and stuff. Hey. And he was a... I learned av- it from you, Dad! He was an avant-garde Putney filmmaker Swope. his yeah. whole life. You know, making these short, artistic movies. Yeah. I, he was like, he lived in New York and then Los Angeles or something, and then they kind of went back and forth. I'm like, where do the people get this money? Yeah, didn't Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. go to like Santa Monica High School or something? No, uh, Hollywood High, I think. It was, was it? Yeah. With like, you know, you name it with like a bunch of people. You could be right also. I'm always open to the idea that I'm he went. He dropped out of Santa Monica High School. Okay, never mind. So with Kiefer Sutherland, I think, went with him and just a bunch of maniacs. I think Flea went to school with them too or something. Really? From, went Red Hot Chili Peppers, yeah. What a crazy... Imagine that. You're just like in high school in LA and like you just have a bunch of people from your class that are just super famous when you grow up. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's such a Rob low... Lowe's around and... Yeah. yeah, exactly. Who else was around? Like Patrick Dempsey was probably there. Nicholas Cage yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Nicholas Coppola then. The... But the, it's like the generation after the 70s generation, 60s, mm-hmm. 70s kind of generation after that, which that would be cool, but Hollywood was a fucking insane place in the 80s. Yeah. The Brat Pack... The Brat Pack, yeah. Coked up and ready to party. Yeah, <laughs> ready to fucking Coked up and ready nuts. to party. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Rob Lowe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was on it. Howard Stern. He's like, Howard's like, how many girls you think you fucked? And he's like, I don't know. It's in the thousands. Holy <laughs> shit. I believe it. And at least 90% of them were of age. Yeah, at least. Yeah, well, at the DNC, he was going a little... You were skewing a little young in that. <laughs> yeah, uh, he had a bad year, 1989, because right before that, he appeared at the Oscars in this infamous opening number where Snow White was singing these show tunes. Okay. And he does a duet with Snow White, and their duet is the CCR song. Oh. Rolling on a river. Not Susie Q, but uh, isn't it Mary something? Oh, Proud Mary. Yeah. yeah. But then they change the lyrics to be film related. So they say, rolling, keep those cameras rolling. Boo. And it was so embarrassing. <laughs> and that, a couple weeks later then is when Rob Lowe got caught at the DNC. On camera. With, yeah, with the tape. Keep the cameras rolling. Crazy. But then he did Wayne's World a couple years later and <laughs> back, re- revitalized his career. Yeah, Him and Christopher Walking both. That was oh, Wayne's World too. Remember? Ones, yeah. I never killed anyone. I mean, I might have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to get to Bismarcky. Yeah. Feels like a good Bismarcky <laughs> time. Bismarcky. <laughs> this was a. What did I say? Bismarcky. Oh, it's Marquee? Bismarcky. Like, oh, he's, I'm so like sorry. he's on the marquee. Yeah. Mark, you gave me shit for unnecessarily correcting. <laughs> was well, that not... You gotta eat it. Mark, <laughs> Kyle, you just let it slide, okay? Bismarck <laughs> anyway. Oh, baby, you... You, you got what I need. There was this kid I went to high or uh, middle school with, and we were in, like, sixth grade, and he had a rendition of this. I don't know that if it was a Bismarck like, did his own song, but it, he was singing, Oh, baby, you... You got a disease, but you say it's just a rash, but it's halfway up your Oh, baby, you. So he's like a. But he was He's like a weird Weird Al Yankovic. He was like, yeah. He's like a sixth grade Weird Al Yankovic. He's like, I'm the craziest guy at the school. In Milton, Massachusetts. So that's. Milton? (laughs) Yeah. You went to school in Milton? I went everywhere. What are you getting kicked out of these schools? Yeah. (laughs) That parody is one step above Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. Yeah, Robin laid an egg. Yeah. <laughs> you 
Marquis, though this was another case of his death being reported too soon. Too early, yeah. At least one week. Yeah. Yeah. It's Bismarcky, DMX, and Tanya Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Reported too early so far this year. And like, what it what does this change their bottom line? Like, why do they care if they're the oh, first? Oh, so one many to... clicks. July first. And wow. he died on sixteenth. Uh, the sixteenth. That's yeah. insane. That's over two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Man, it's not like he was gonna stick it out in the end, but like you know, uh... (laughs) (laughs) we always have to have hope. Yeah, Yeah. I guess he was known as the clown prince of hip hop. Wow, I could see that. Maybe he's like the weird Yankovic of rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny songs made funnier by Kyle's old buddies. Yeah. Yeah. This with a six, six, <laughs> sixth grader, yeah, talking about a chick with a rash halfway he up sang her. The, oh, baby, he sang the you. entire thing out. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, was he getting a good reaction? Like, I gotta oh, keep going, crushing. <laughs> really? Yeah, especially with the halfway up your Oh, baby, people are like, oh, we want you to say ass, but you didn't say it. Oh well, yeah, and at that age, it's like, a scream. Is he preparing this? Is he? Are, I don't know. Of is he rehearsing he the night before? In front he of was her? crushing. <laughs> Next one is not a great guy. Jackie Mason. Wait, what? I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but I know his daughter, Sheba Mason. Okay. And, and he completely just didn't recognize her as a, his daughter. Why? Um, he would he saw her in the street and she tried to talk to him and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? what? Me. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, because I liked him in Caddyshack too. Yeah, <laughs> which not that, an often said sentence. <laughs> yeah, not an art house pick, <laughs> not a passion project of anyone. But uh, I thought it was funny. He's just a way over the top. Yeah. you know, a certain type of comedy. Yeah, an old borscht loudmouth comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents loved him. They'd go see him. At, really? Like, at like Foxwoods. Yeah, he was a huge name. Uh, he got that's a why draw. Was, like people would come to see him and stuff. Yeah, that, uh, that's why it was so weird to me when I moved to New York City and heard some things. I was like, eh, not that great. Because he was like old as shit then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, he died at ninety three. So it's been a while. That's wow. weird. He had this he daughter. For a while, yeah. Well, he was big in the uh, Jews for Jesus or something. Oh really? Or Jews for Christmas? Something like that. I, I really. I, he would be on Fox News and be like, "I love Christmas. I swear to God." <laughs> and I'm That's like, hilarious. "What is this? Who doesn't love Christmas?" One of his quotes is, "I have enough money to last me the rest of my life, unless I buy something." Hello. <laughs> I love that stuff. I love Catskills humor. Yeah, there you go. That's really yeah. what. That's it what it is. The yeah, Catskills exactly. humor. <laughs> <laughs> you go out golfing for the day. You have a cigar. And yeah, it's that, like Hannah Youngman. Take that oh, yeah, boy, oh please. yeah. Well, yeah, and the Friars Club. All those old Friars. Uh, yeah, Alan yeah. King. Alan King. Well, yeah, Alan King. Jonathan Winter, but he was actually a good, solid, you know, kind of artistic stand-up comedian. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Watts, the drummer for the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones never said nothing. I never said nothing. Yeah, he was. Pretty, I don't uh, talk. I beat the drums. 
<laughs> who was the, the Rolling Stone that married like the thirteen year old girl? Wasn't uh, that... All of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all banged, you know, underage yeah. girls. We know that because they're scumbags. But yeah, and apparently he punched Mick Jagger once. I beat the drums. I beat your face. I think, as the legend goes, um, he left him a voice of like. Come on down here and hang out, mate. Uh, I need my drummer down here. And the and Charlie Watts went down there, found uh, Mick Jagger, punched him in the face. He goes, "I'm no one's drummer, mate." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'll rightly fuck you up, mate. I'm my own drummer. Like, was he a solo <laughs> act as a drummer? <laughs> the fuck I wrote you the beat of my own drums. <laughs> yeah, you fucker. I'm a one man show, mate. <laughs> And he looked like he was half dead for the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. He, he was like kind of fucking <laughs> frail. And, yeah. 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 Not doing well. So then when you finally hear he's dead, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not stopping your day like, what the fuck? Charlie Watts died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not yelling out, open up windows. Charlie Watts died. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, any person who's in a major rock band that lasts for decades that dies at 80 that's a win oh yeah like 80. you could drop at any time yeah he was 80 years old when he died kyle just looked at me when he said you could drop at any time <laughs> you specifically could drop now in fact i hope you would <laughs> okay all right guys uh well next year i might be on this list <laughs> and now we get to a well-respected actor gone too soon because of fentanyl way, way too soon and such a dumb way to go it's fentanyl it's just right? the wire yeah. guy yeah michael k williams michael k williams also known as omar omar on the wire from the wire yeah. one of the best characters he made, made on the show. that show made the show he yeah. absolutely is the reason that show did so well for so long mate <laughs> It always blew me away that uh, that Idris Elba was British in that show. But, oh, I know. Yeah. We're we're talking about uh, Michael K. Williams, also from Gone Baby Gone. Yeah, he was in a lot of things. Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, great in that too. That show got a little wacky at the end, but you know he was great. Yeah, it. you know. Yeah, they can all stay on track. That's true. He was also a comedic actor. Really? From what, what did I see him in? Somewhat recently. Oh, he he was in the sequel to Happiness. That Todd Salons made. What? Yeah. What? What's the sequel to happiness? Sequel to happiness? Oh, your (laughs) minds are about to be blown because they already are. It's the same characters from Happiness. Okay. All played by different people. What? How have we not talked about this? And Michael K. Williams plays the Philip Seymour Hoffman character. Oh my god! (laughs) And you know who plays the John Lovitz character? Paul Rubens. Oh really? Wow. So Jeez, yeah, Alejandro goes deep with these uh, references. I I would never even have uh, known that. Crazy. Yeah. Well, Michael unfortunately passed from which a lot of people this year did. Even more recently, of fentanyl. He was doing heroin that was laced with fentanyl. I just don't understand how you could. I don't know, not be in uh, and cocaine, a, an awful situation, and well, we still want to do some heroin. comedians who were uh, doing cocaine out here. And uh, some yeah. were affected by around that. the same time, the, like like a couple. Literally, later, it was yeah. uh, they died before Michael K did. Yeah, he died in Central Park. This I was September sixth uh, when he was found dead. Michael yeah, K Williams. Just a couple yeah. of months ago, there were three comedians in L.A. Um, and 
another person who was dating one of the comedians that um, all overdosed. One of the comedians survived. Three passed away. Crazy. But yeah, it's just... it's yeah, Fentanyl, it's an epidemic, and it's sneaking into all these drugs. Yeah. yeah. We need to get our drugs healthier again. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> get organic. <laughs> Don't we have a drug czar that looks into stuff like this? Yeah, what the yeah. hell? Um, Buy local. <laughs> yeah. So write your local drug czar guys and tell them to uh, get rid of the fentanyl. Yeah. Michael K., I didn't, oh, yeah. I never knew why he had a scar on his face, and I just looked it up now. Um, he said it's from his 25th birthday. He got cut in a barroom brawl. There was a party popping off in Queens. He went outside to get some air. He saw two of his friends were being surrounded by some dudes who he didn't know, and it looked like they were about to get jumped. So he said, yo, I'm ready to leave. Let's go back. Then those dudes just started throwing. Wow. <laughs> throwing hands? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he thought he was going to get punched in the face, but a dude actually pulled out a razor blade and cut him in the face. Ooh. Yeah. That's Damn. a tough one to get fixed up. That's crazy. It made him interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that look. Yeah, for sure. Well, he, yeah, he worked I, with it. That's why he got the Omar role, I'm sure, the, the big right. star. Yeah. It's all in the game. Didn't, didn't he say that? It's all in the game, bitch. Omar. He's got a shotgun smoking a joint. Hey, yo. You literally got it. Yeah, that's his calling card. The same exact time he said it. Yeah, that was impressive. I've seen it a lot. <laughs> so if you heard that, you knew you're gonna die. Yeah. Ew. And who wasn't on Omar's side when you're watching that? You don't need to open his door, man, for a huff and puff. Wasn't like the big thing. More now about his yo chinny chin chin. They found out that he was gay. The character was gay. No, he was gay from the beginning. Oh, really? And well, accepted. No, well, in the show, they, there is a reveal. Yeah, of course. come back tomorrow. Yeah, but it's very early in the series. Yeah, probably. He was at the beginning of uh, Jim Norton's um, stand-up special when Jim Norton is like bent over tied up in a hotel room yeah and then oh michael k williams comes in and is like give it up for J- jim norton because <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh this guy's gonna kill me yeah <laughs> yeah this is the uh don't be scared you little bitch <laughs> Oh, and he thinks of. <laughs> I'm your number one fan. You're my favorite character. Oh my god! <laughs> I cried when you got shot. You an annoying motherfucker. You do know that, right? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> All right, Michael K. Williams. R.I.P. Yeah. Oh my God! Have we come to oh Norm Macdonald, the legend already? <sighs> we have. Norm what do you say about Norm Macdonald? I just remember 1997 watching him on Comedy Central doing just great shit. Like he was like young. 
Yeah. He was young-ish. I was watching like 97, but this was him in like 91 or something. Yeah. One of those HBO half hour special kind of deals. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think one of the bits he did on it was when uh, he was like, man, I got to get in shape. You know, he's like, I haven't been in shape in a long time. I think the the best uh, peak physical condition I've ever been in uh, was when I was uh, zero. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, zero. Right. He'll just like riff on that for like yeah, and from a similar special, maybe even the same one. He had a bit. You ever just lie for no reason? No, oh, like yeah. Someone yeah. will be like, "Hey, did you, did you see that Meryl Streep movie with the horse?" Yes. <laughs> I used to do that all the time. Yeah, to fit in. Like in school, people like, "You see that?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And then like, and they said this and this, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah right." Yeah, yeah. You don't want to admit like, you didn't I hope see there's it. No follow up questions. <laughs> <laughs> I was always the new kid in school, so I always wanted to fit in. So I would just lie about like, "Oh yeah, I know that." I, uh, <laughs> well, you bounced around a lot of schools. You went from Milton to yeah. uh, various other Dorchester, Dorchester, the dot to the North End. North End? Yeah. Went to elementary school in North End. Oh, then bounced out to Quincy, then went to Milton. Fuck. Then went to Weymouth. Yeah. You were bouncing around kind of like Norm MacDonald bounced around from sitcom to sitcom. That's correct, after sir. SNL. Yeah. He transitioned it right back into Norm MacDonald there. <laughs> MacDonald? Nor- uh, Norm, uh, we got out here, we got Norm MacDonald on the show tonight. Here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he <laughs> started... SNL 93, 94. He succeeded Kevin Nealon as Weekend Update anchor. The best Weekend Update. Hilarious. I, yeah. I wonder where he started. He just started doing stand up, I guess. And like, I think he came to LA and he like started getting. Canada. Paid. No, he started in Canada, but then I don't know. Because I heard he, he, he toured like around Boston and stuff in like the late 80s, I think. You know, he grinded away yeah. you know, everywhere around yeah. Canada, US, came out to LA and like really. Got on the comedy store and did all that shit. Yeah, and then back to New York City for SNL. Yeah. And became just like a cornerstone of that show, even though he was not treated very well. Well, he was fired by Don Allmeyer. Yeah, who was a friend of O.J. Simpson, Simpson. who was not happy with this joke. (laughs) Thanks, I'm Norm MacDonald, and now the fake news. Well, (laughs) it is finally official. Murder is legal in the state of California. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, He would not stop making OJ jokes. Well, I think they told him no more OJ jokes, and he's just leaned leaned the fuck into them. He's like, I'm not going to stop. Yeah. Uh, Who wasn't doing OJ jokes? Right, but also if you believe that this person really committed the crime that they were accused of and they got away with it. It's like, you got to hold them a little bit accountable. You got to fucking lean in and do some jokes. No, yeah. but everyone else was doing OJ jokes, but his, his were just so good. His were the best. <laughs> yeah. And so pointed. <laughs> yeah. I love when he just like trail off at the end after a joke because he, uh, he stabbed his wife. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and if he didn't get a laugh, no big deal. Yeah. He'll yeah. go on yeah. to the next. Well, he really didn't care at some point. He, there was a lot of um, weekend updates where people were either booing or not laughing at all or going, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and his Michael Jackson jokes. Yeah. One of them was uh, when they announced their split. Yeah. When it was announced that Lisa Marie Presley was divorcing Michael Jackson. He's like, yeah, I guess she realized it wasn't such a good 
idea to marry a homosexual pedophile. <laughs> oh my God. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, and then he did uh, Dirty Work. Oh my God! You know, favorite movies. I I I never watched it all the way through. I'll be honest. Are you serious? Oh my God! It's so good. So that means uh, you haven't seen the best ending ever. Yeah, where (laughs) Chris Farley. (laughs) Well, don't give it away. All right. I just remember he. Him going on Stern and hearing so much about it, yeah. That I'm like, I don't have to watch this movie. I've heard. Oh my, you have. Ar- to watch I heard it. Artie and Howard Stern uh, talk about in great detail everything yeah. that went yeah, on. Yeah, that's in the where movie. he met oh, Artie so Lang, and then he put Artie in touch with Howard Stern. Yeah, show and to see Artie how he was on the show for many wow. years, and then he, you know he Artie got really fucked up, and then he had to go. They were yeah. both uh, degenerate gamblers. Yes. Yeah. Artie and Norm. Yeah. Artie was more of a drug addict than Norm purported to be. Norm smoked. Yeah. And Norm would lose fortunes. Yeah. He uh, he ended up losing like six figures at, in Atlantic City. And it was all the money. He said he's, he lost all the money he had three separate times in his life. <laughs> yeah. um, and he's been rich multiple times. So he lost oh, yeah. a lot. Well, he'll like go back, like he worked on that Roseanne show, like the new version of it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. wrote on it. He was and one like, of the original writers. He made like a ton of fucking money because that yeah. that show, she lost her mind and like lost the show, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But that show was a big money maker, and he oh, was like an sure. EP on it. And he got in trouble for defending her and Louis C.K. in 2018. Yeah. When he oh right, he was defending that it's too bad, you know, they lose their careers like that. Yeah. And. Then they're like, oh, but you need to support the victims and all that. So he went on to apologize on the Howard Stern show. And he's like, I get it. You'd have to have Down syndrome not to understand (laughs) this issue. And so then he had to go on The View to apologize about that. The View, which did not like him in the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Thought it was a matter of record. Let's hear Yeah, we can do that clip. You like George Bush, don't you? I love George Bush, man. He's a good man, decent. You know, none of this. Oh, Jesus Christ. Scumbag, war criminal. Uh, uh, You know, he's not a a liar, a crook, murderer, or anything like that. So it'd be good to get that. (laughs) See, I I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get like a... Uh, a fresh start, because we don't want any more murderers. I have the next question. Oh. Barbara is pissed. Oh, Clinton, he murdered a guy. Yeah, you're not allowed to put out no um, accusations without That's a little garlic. too far. That's the way it does let's work. Just, let's just go on to the next question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is not my week. What can I tell you? <laughs> oh, it's not mine either, and I'm being very nice, okay? Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, Star Jones. Uh, Shut up. Now, Norm. Do you never hear that? No. Listen, no, we don't need I to don't talk get about it. God forbid someone does something it, interesting the on the show. Yeah. And you're supposed to be funny. Oh. Let's get on there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> get with it. There you go. This, this is the view? You used to look like this? Oh, but you have yeah. been properly chastised by Barbara. Oh. So I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut up. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Okay. I knew a stand-up that um, toured with him around in the later years, the more recent to yeah. now years and just said uh he'd do like an hour and within that hour he would tell a joke and then later on he would tell the same joke forgetting that he had already told it <laughs> that is a semi-common thing amongst older comedians really don gavin's a legend in boston and he ended up telling a bit like halfway through his set 
and it's a bit that just crushes. Yeah. And the crowd didn't laugh. And he goes, eh, did I tell that one already? Oh, And God. the crowd goes, yeah. And he goes, all right, the record's three. And then did <laughs> oh. it again. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> At least he turned it into something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is, that's got to be uh, embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, sometimes you forget. Yeah, I wish I, w- I could have seen Norm live, and I never did. I never got to see Same him live. Same with me. Yeah. But I got to play poker with him for about nine hours at the Hollywood Park Casino. Wait, nine hours? Yes. And when you first told me about that, I imagined that it was some poker tournament. Like minimum 300 to yeah, enter. Yeah, like a big buy-in. Whatever. You're, you're playing the penny table. He was playing literally <laughs> behind me at the $1 table. I'm not kidding. I can't believe that. And so I was staring at his table like as soon as a fucking seat opens, I'm jumping over there. Yeah. yeah. A seat open, I'd immediately jump. Worth every penny to it play at that table. was amazing. Who cares what happened? It was there amazing. Was no, one, no one else notable there, just Norm. No, it was Norm and me and a bunch of schlubs. Okay. Well, which Nor- I, so I was Nor- included Nor- in the Norm schlubs. Norm and a bunch of schlubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more correction on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't view you higher than the other schlubs. No. Okay. Well, he did for a second. And because <laughs> I was playing, I was winning a and little he bit. He corrected himself. And then there was this guy who ended up sitting across the table. Uh, I'm to Norm's right, and this guy's to Norm's left. And I'm probably second biggest stack. The only one bigger than me is the guy that just sat down. Mm-hmm. And I have Ace King in my hand. Flop comes. Ace King. Two pair. Yeah. Top two pair. And Tommy two pair over here. I check to the guy who raises. I raise him. And Norm's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, like busted. Yeah. Like, yeah. Guy calls me. And so I'm just ready to check raise the whole time. <laughs> There's like nothing else that comes. There's a rag. It's a fucking nothing. It's like uh, a four. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the terminology for cards yeah. are here. Rags. I check, which means <laughs> I'm not putting any money in the pot. It goes to that guy. He raises again. I raise him. And Norm's like, oh, my God. He's pointing at me. He's like, the power of this man's hand cannot be understated. <laughs> and just like he's going. narrating his life. He's I love literally that. <laughs> like going on and on and on. And I'm sitting there in my head going, shut the fuck up. <laughs> to him? In my head, I'm like, will you shut the fuck up? Because oh, this guy yeah, yeah. keeps raising me, and I just have a bad feeling. All of a sudden, the last card that comes up is a three. This guy goes all in. I call. He's got me covered, and he has a pair of fucking threes. So he hit a set. He hit a, he, yeah, he hits trips on me, and oh, I had top two shit. pair, so he wins the pot. And Norm was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, he's like, I-, I thought you had it won the whole way. And I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> what a annoying way to end that yeah. hand. And so he Norm's kept apologizing for that. Head, but I was yeah. like, dude, I'm playing with Norm McDonald. I'm going to ATM immediately and getting yeah, more money. Of course. And that was within like the first two hours of playing. And then we played for like seven more hours and like talked about everything. He was talking about how he was in like the, um, the world uh, championship of poker, all these things. And uh, he spilled all his secrets to you. Yeah. He said he, he had didn't a- tell you I had cancer, though. No, no, he didn't. And he, he was like. Seven years into having cancer at that yeah, point, yeah. and I had no idea. What year was this around? This was 2017 or 18. Oh, my. I could have been there at that time. This is when I, I was believe living around the corner from the Hollywood Park yeah. Casino. Wow. And, um, yeah, Not too no. many people brag about that. He seemed in great spirits. Like, no. 
you know, I, I'm not proud that I'm surprised I wasn't there that time. <laughs> I was hitting the tables a lot more in yeah. those days. Yeah, but he wasn't boozing at all. He was drinking water the whole time. Uh, but you can booze in there, can you? Yeah, yeah you, can. you can. Oh, you can. Yeah, you can eat, drink. Yeah, you can yeah. get liquor, you can get beer, whatever you want. Yeah, you can get whatever you want. Anything hey, you want. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 you gotta look at this menu. Get some uh, fentanyl. Yeah, oh, probably. Boy. But yeah, no, it was very surreal. And... Uh, <laughs> There was a guy that sat down and was like, oh, my God, you look like the guy. You look like the guy. And Norm goes, I am the guy. And I was like, nah. I was like, you didn't let him finish. <laughs> I'm like, he could have been like, you're the guy who owes me a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. After that, he goes, uh, so who do I look like? And he's like, I, I don't know. And he's like, I'm in the, the very end of heat. And I was like. Are you asking him if he recognizes you from being an extra at the end of Heat? <laughs> because the answer from everyone at this table is no. A resounding <laughs> Yeah. I barely remember Val Kilmer in it. Sarah Silverman, Sarah Silverman tells some hilarious story about him where she went to Soup Plantation when she was in L.A., when she was living in New York, but she went to Soup Plantation out here for dinner with some friends. And then her and Norm were both going back to New York to do SNL, I assume. Yeah. And I think she had a bad meal there. And she shit oh, herself. Have you heard this? Car. In the car. Oh, yeah, yeah I heard No, that. she shit herself. Yeah, and then she went to go clean it up, and then she went to go pick him up. And she it was still there. Yeah. Amongst her. <laughs> you know, like like Linus had that kind of cloud of shit around him all the time. Yeah. And then he at some point on the way to LAX, he's like, did you shit yourself? <laughs> <laughs> he's had enough of the smell. And he, he knew they both smelled it. <laughs> you gotta call it like you see it. Yeah, yeah. Call it like he, you smell it. And he did. <laughs> Legend of legends. Yeah. It's hard to follow Norm, but uh, there's one. a couple more. A couple more. Uh, Willie Garson, who was famous for playing Stanford on Sex and the City. Sarah Jessica Parker's oh, gay yeah. best friend. He was great. And he was not gay in real life and kind of kept that hidden. Toodaloo. Well, it's kind of controversial for non-gay people to play gay characters these days. He was in gay face. Yeah. Uh, something like that. But he played the hell out of that character. Yeah. It's great. He was connected to a lot of people in the comedy world. A lot of people have uh, hold him in very high regard. Really funny in anything he did. Yeah. He had like small but really memorable parts in things like there's something about Mary. He's in the beginning of Mary. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's doctor. He's got zits yeah. all over his face. Oh my and, like, god, long he's so hair good in that. In the <laughs> high school scenes, he said he, he was thinking of going to Europe to be a model. Yeah, <laughs> and then he because Woogie was doing that. He's like, I've been thinking of doing that. Yeah, and he becomes a doctor. Yeah, hilarious. Mm -hmm. He's another person that um he hid his diagnosis. Right, because he was filming the new Sex and the City series yeah. and just died. Right. Rest in peace, good sir. Yeah, pancreatic cancer. R.I.P. And then we have um, Peter Scolari. Scolari. Peter Scolari. Yes. From uh, Bosom Buddies with Tom Hanks mm -hmm. in the oh, 80s. Oh, yeah. New Heart. New Heart, yeah. Great show. And a ton of other things. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the show. Yeah. Oh, really? Not yeah, the he movie. Was the Rick Moranis guy? He was Rick Moranis, yeah, but yeah. in the show. They, they've been making TV shows from successful movies forever. Yeah. Yeah, and that show was trash. Everyone's like, I hate all the, you know, they're, they're rebooting everything. Like, were they, what? 
<laughs> They've yeah. been doing this shit for fucking a hundred years. Are you not entertained? <laughs> no. <laughs> and he was good friends with Tom Hanks. Uh, also appeared in that thing you do, the movie Tom Hanks directed. Oh. Uh, Polar Express. Doing that thing you do. <laughs> and he was on uh, Girls, Lena Dunham's. Really? Yeah. Ooh, he was the shark in Batman the Animated Series in the 90s. That was him? That was him, dude. Oh, my God. My mind is fucking blown up. Hey. I don't think Mark saw that one. <laughs> That's such a great series. Wait, the the Batman, like the that dark... Yeah. The series? one that Mask of Phantasm was yes, based on. Exactly. I do love that series because it's like, is it the 50s or is it current day? Exactly. Yeah, it's super good. dark. It's a great yeah. one. I, the, also, Mark Hamill, right, as the Joker? As the Joker, yeah. I yeah. believe you are correct. That is correct. I yeah. believe you are correct, Good sir. stuff. You're correct, sir. You are correct, sir. We're getting a little wild here at the end of the <laughs> yeah. kind of I'm losing my wild. mind. <laughs> my marbles are lost. I lost that is my marbles. Weird wild marbles. Weird wild stuff. <laughs> weird wild schlock. <laughs> he was married four times. That's why he's working so much. Yeah. And apparently he was an accomplished juggler. Okay. <laughs> is there a such thing as an accomplished juggler? And skilled in circus arts. Did you know that was a term? <laughs> well, you you go to Paris and you go to like the clown uh, college, right? That's where yeah, you there is a shit. clown college. There is, yeah. If you see the TV show Baskets, it's covered in them. Oh, my sister's <laughs> always telling me to watch that show. <laughs> I gotta With, get into uh, that. The famous Louis Anderson. <laughs> we don't have time, but Kyle's also got some good Louis Anderson yeah, stories. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep an eye on him for 2022. <laughs> Accomplished juggler. Ah. Peter Scalari. Hey, I'd see it. I'm going to go to Clown College and ditch this hometown. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> well, I think that... That's it? Does it for... Holy shit. 2021. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, the last one, Young Dolph. Educate me. Who uh, is this Young Dolph? Dol his first Dol name Dolph. was Adolph, which I don't agree with. Wait a second. I don't think anyone should be named Adolph after 1945? <laughs> Question mark? Put that on Great. the record. <laughs> All right. So, Young Dolph. Yeah, Young Dolph. He was a famous rapper. He was shot and killed in his hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. He was out at a cookie shop. Whoops. Shopping for cookies? Just buying some cookies. Just looking for some good whoopee cookie, and, and then someone shoots him? Yeah. Wait, so did someone like, hey, I know this rapper, and I don't like you, and I want to shoot you, because you're famous, and I don't like you. It's still an unidentified person drove up and shot him at Makita's Butter Cookies. Oh, my. And that sounds Son like a, a great shop. Yeah. I, yeah. The cookies would have been amazing. Yeah. And did he get to eat one of the cookies before he was shot? It doesn't seem like it. He didn't make it out of the shop. So... I would assume, unless he was just like, oh, blah, 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 well, sometimes you take a bite, you know. Yeah. That'd right be away. funny if he's, as he was bleeding out, he did take one bite of the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do it. Yeah, yeah, they find it in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. CSI people. Like, yeah. He was digesting these very good cookies. <laughs> <laughs> the the forensic guys eating the cookies. <laughs> yeah. So, although <laughs> I don't agree with his first name, I. Young? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we just cut out from there. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Bye bye. <laughs> he certainly died young. He it's did. Pretty accurate. How old he was, he? he was only 36. That's young. 
Young Dolph sounds like a 1940s um, German Young Shelton, where it's like we make Adolf Hitler cute. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering in the middle of like, where are we going with this town? <laughs> it sounds like a sitcom about Dolph Lundgren as a kid. Yeah, yeah. it does. It's like Young Sheldon, but Young Dolph. <laughs> <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, R.I.P. to everyone yeah major talent a lot of big names and they will be missed a lot of gone too soon a lot of gone you know right on time kind of yeah (laughs) right a couple a couple yeah like christopher Plummer. yeah like if 90 something yeah if he's still acting in syriana too i'm i'm a suspect of that yeah we got some johnny cash to play us out yes it's been a great year, guys. Thank you for following us. If you are, we hope you are. Yeah. If you're not, we're going to come and talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had a lot of fun doing this podcast so far this year. And uh, we have, I think, 14 to 15, maybe 16 under our belt. And we're we're having more fun than ever. And we're happy to do more in 2022. So correct. keep listening. Keep having fun. Follow us. Um, we're on Instagram at Death and Entertainment. YouTube. At Death and Entertainment. Twitter. At DiePod2021. If you want to send us an email, deathandentertainment at gmail.com. Yeah. And that's our year. That's our pods. and That's the in memoriam. Happy New Year to everybody. Let's make it to next year. We'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know when. But I know we'll meet again. Some sunny day Keep smiling through Just like you Always do Till the blue skies drive The dark clouds Far away And will you please say hello To the folks that I know And tell them I won't be long They'll be happy to know That as you saw me go I was singing the song We'll meet again Don't know where Don't know Sunny day.